As I explained to you earlier, I am quite convinced that 10,000 more podcasts will rally to our cause with your support, gentlemen. The Techno Union Army is at your disposal. Their banking plan will sign your treaty. Good, very good. Our friends from the Trade Federation have pledged their support, and when their battle droids are combined with yours, we shall have an army greater than any in the galaxy. Jason will be overwhelmed, and with our combined might, we will ensure that I will never have to review another Star Wars prequel again. <laughs> um, hey Steve, am I interrupting anything? Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing. These guys are just there, uh, they, they have, see, we're just, we're having a, they're just, um... What's up? I, I just finished editing our review of Attack of the Clones. You want to hear it? Do I have a choice? No. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, it's bad. Right, Steve? <laughs> For the most part, yeah. It has its defenders, but overall oh, yeah. I'd say it's, it's, it, these days it's quite bad and has it been de- for a while. It definitely has some people who defend it and, um, and they, they, they like it or, mm-hmm. or maybe they love it. I don't know. I don't spend time with th- those people. But I'm no. sure to each your own, you, you, you'll like what you like. Right, Steve? Exactly. You're just you're not going to be my friend. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to spend time with people who I know will just upset me. It's just, Look, I don't... We'd come and visit you in the home, but we're busy people, okay? Exactly. And yeah, I just did imply that you're all insane people. <laughs> Steve, what, what, what did we do? What did we do? <laughs> what did what, we what do? What did we do this time? What did we do? Oh, we watched a little film called Star Wars Strike 2, I'm sorry, Episode <laughs> 2, Attack of the Clones. I wish it was a little film. Yeah, so it's it's not a little film. It's it's a, not. It's too big in many ways. Yes. Okay. Well, Attack of the Clones, Episode Two, the star. It came out after the Phantom Menace because they said, "Yeah, let's make another one of those." <sighs> and it made so much money. They said, "We'll just do the same thing we did last time." Yeah, they don't. They can't recognize that they basically. Bait and switched a whole bunch of people into seeing it, right, Steve? No, no. And I'm sure this one did okay because children are stupid and they want to see movies with flash swords. <laughs> it did pretty well, as as we'll discuss here in a minute. But it did not do as well as Phantom Menace. No, it didn't. So, do you have any trivia you want to bring out before we have to? Bring out the defendants. <laughs> I do. I have two little bits of trivia. They're both sad, but they're sad in different ways. Okay. Um, the first bit of trivia comes. I'm to I'm already cur- sad, man. Yeah, it'll make. I this- just sat through this movie. I know it's a movie that makes everybody sad. <laughs> um, so, um, first sad bit of trivia is that, as as we all know, unfortunately, um, some of the actors in the Star Wars films have fe- have faced a lot of blowback for appearing in the movies. And That's it true. Di- it didn't just happen with the recent movies. It also happened with the prequels as well, because a lot of people really didn't like the prequels, and some of the people who didn't like them... Uh, 
took out their dissatisfaction on people that really weren't to blame, including You're the actors. You're not going to bring up that film. thing that I went to um, jail for, are you? I'm not talking about you. Okay, good. Because that's been about... sponged. I was out of my head. Yeah, you're officially you. That's that's off the record. Yeah, you're Hayden not. Christensen just wanted to sit there and eat his pasta salad. <laughs> you understand what you did and why it was wrong, and you've made amends. And I'm not trying to bring up the past. And that's what I told the court, and they believe me. <laughs> We're not trying to rake up old graves, but right. But speaking of Hayden Christensen, this does have to this this little tidbit does uh, have to do with Hayden Christensen. Um, in my quest to find interesting trivia, I was scrolling down the IMDb trivia page for this movie, and I stopped on this heartbreaking little tidbit, which I will now read to you as it appears on the IMDb trivia page for this movie. Hayden Christensen claimed to have greatly enjoyed filming the bar scene because it was all a real set. And that's it. That's the only reason they say he enjoyed shooting that scene. Because he got to act on a real set. Virtually every major scene in this film is shot at least partially. How does he get blowback for that, though? Well, he he doesn't, but he gets blowback just in general from people who don't like the movie. Um, Which which he doesn't deserve because he's a fine actor. But um, he certainly doesn't do his best work in this franchise. This movie killed his... This Um, two movies pretty much killed his career. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I thought that was that was a little heartbreaking that what was your favorite memory from shooting episode two hayden oh i really like the bar scene really why is that (laughs) (laughs) because it was a real set because there were actual people there because there were physical things i could interact with um so that's one the other thing is that is probably a bit more important to how the movie turned out is um george lucas did not turn in a rough draft for this movie mm-hmm. until about a month before principal photography was, was, was that's right was about to start and I did say rough draft not a shooting script <laughs> not even a first draft a he brought rough in draft. he brought in his yellow notebook papers that he writes his <laughs> no that's not a fucking yes. joke I know I know in, I'm not I'm writes not writes goddamn pencil on yellow notebook paper Here. like a fucking three year old here is what I have so far yeah, this is a, this is a drawing of a dick, George. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 shooting script, which for those of you who aren't familiar with our insider industry jargon, is the script they used to shoot the movie. The shooting yes. script was not delivered until a week before principal photography started. That's right, so, which meant that no one knew what the fuck they were doing. No one knew who what the fuck they were doing, including the people who had to pretend to be the things in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. That so, meant that if they were actually shooting something, that meant that costumers and designers were working off of things that George was telling them on a script that he hadn't shown anybody. Yeah. He yeah. would just walk in and say, oh, "That looks pretty good, and that that looks that looks good." There's going to be a thing. See, the problem with that is, is that if he suddenly changes his mind, he says, "Wasted money." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shit heel! Uh, so I'm anyway, sorry, that's, but, that's uh, my trivia. Yeah, he needed someone to rope him the. Oh my god, yes. Can you imagine? There there are so many moments in this movie that, that we're going to get to eventually, and we'll talk about specifically, but where all it would have taken was someone in a production meeting or a story meeting or something to say, George, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in another writer. Yeah. 
I hear Larry Kasdan's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll write dialogue that people could listen to without their heads exploding. <laughs> what? But this, All right, that, I'm going to do Who Made It. I'm going to yeah. do Who Made It, because there's it. a lot of names here, and i got to get through them. Do it. Okay, it was directed by George Lucas. There's a big surprise. Yeah, by directing, I mean, tell. he sat in a chair... <laughs> In a warehouse in Australia, while looking at a monitor, drinking coffee, <laughs> as actors ran around in front of green screens and blue screens, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think maybe once in a while there might have been an orange screen. Okay, I don't <laughs> think so, but okay. <laughs> I think this is when, uh, I think the quote was from uh, uh, Ian McGregor is, It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Doing one of these movies because there's nothing to act against and there's nothing to react to. There are several scenes in which many of these actors are walking in a sea of blue talking to a ping pong ball. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the direction. Never never a good sign when your ostensibly lead actor describes making your movie as it's a nightmare. Here's another fun thing. George Lucas would have replaced the actors if he could have. This would have just been a fucking cartoon. If he could have gotten rid of the actors, if they had come up with convincingly realistic um, human CGI characters, oh, I, I, they, would have, they, they would have been fucking gone. I'm sure I'm sure he would have. Mm-hmm. Produced by Rick McCallum. What does he do as producer? This. You're a genius, George. As near as I can tell, that's all I can figure out, because he yeah. doesn't... He's not, yeah, he's not I a driving think, force. I, I think Rick McCallum is actually just a dummy with a tape recorder in its belly. <laughs> and it just, you know, people just push the play button and it just goes, sounds good, George. <laughs> Screenplay by George Lucas and <gasps> Jonathan Hales. So here's the thing. When he brought forward his script and it wasn't done... They brought in someone to work on the script with George to get it to be able to be able to have a shooting script. Yeah. So they brought in Jonathan Hales, who had worked with George, because I think he's afraid to work with strangers. He worked with George on the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Yeah. right? Yeah. He had almost little to no experience writing screenplays. Yeah. So that's the guy you want to work on the multi-billion dollar sci-fi franchise. Sure, why not? Yeah. Sure. Fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> fuck it. That's how pretty. That's what Rick McCallum said. Who? And, and yeah, whenever, whenever George has someone else write the screenplay, he always has to put in his story by credit because it's not enough to say he worked on the screenplay. He also needs to make sure that everyone knows he got the story by credit. So it's story by George Lucas. Well, he's got to let everybody know that it's his fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, exactly. What if, what he's if, the genius behind the first three movies. What if people forget that George Lucas created Star Wars? <laughs> Starring. People who have regrets. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is back as Obi Dobi Do. Good old Obi Dobi Do. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. Obi Bobi I like my names better. They're just as stupid. And but they're more fun. They're more fun Natalie, to say. Natalie Portman as I say words. <laughs> Natalie Portman as they just showed me the script before he said action. <laughs> As Padme, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. You know what? They should have just put the kid back in. Fuck, fuck it. it. And they still should. Been... And they still should have said it's ten years later. Yeah, and he yeah. was eleven. Yeah, fuck it. And he's like staring at Padme's tits the whole time. 
Natalie Portman is like, are we still getting married at the end of this? And George was like, yes. They would have had pretty much the same uh, uh, same performance and delivery. <laughs> Christopher Lee. Oh, Chris. Christopher Lee as person we feel the most sorry for. How could you come in here and class try to class up the joint? <sighs> There's a scene from the making of where Chris now okay so here's the thing I love Christopher Lee and I love Christopher Lee as Dracula oh, but I also happen to know that Christopher Lee really hated playing Dracula and doesn't like being reminded that he'd made like a, a billion of them right yeah yeah oh yeah first absolutely. day on set George Lucas hilariously put a, a Yoda dummy with fangs on it for the fighting scene to make Christopher Lee laugh, and they cut to Christopher Lee, and he's not laughing. He's <laughs> thinking, I could cut your throat like I did back in the war. No, no. You know I've literally killed people. You know Christopher Lee. He was in... The reason he's in this is because he's also, right now, in the movie that beat it in the box, beats this movie in the box office, which is The Lord of the Rings. Right? That's right, yeah. Same time, yeah. Same time. He plays Count Dooku and Darth Tyrannus. <sighs> Steve, I can't read these names. They're the stupidest. Count Dooku. Yes, Count Dooku. Again, just all it would have taken is George, maybe a different name for this guy, since he's our, <laughs> since he's the villain of the piece. Just something else. Uh huh. Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. He finally gets up out of a chair in this one. Good for him. That's great. Last movie, he just sat in a chair the whole time. <laughs> But he does maintain a consistent performance from the last movie, because even though he gets oh, yeah. up and walks around this time, facial expression never changes. Nope. Frank Oz as Yoda. Now, for this movie, they decided, you know what, we're going to replace Yoda with CGI, because that works great. All you have to do is come in and do the voice, Frank. What a terrific Fuck idea. You, movie. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. As a puppeteer, go fuck yourself. I hate this movie! <laughs> <laughs> Ian McDermott is Supreme Chancellor Palpatine and oh well here's the fu- okay guys can we give up the ghost please can we just fucking stop pretending that he's not Darth Sidious that that we, it's like not a surprise when it turns out he's Darth Sidious in the third movie because yeah. even in Wikipedia they don't put slash Darth Sidious they should because it's the stupidest thing that we're all make pretending that we don't know right and it's so weird the way they handle it in the movies because from from episode one it's obvious that they're the same person and it's like are we supposed to s- are we supposed to be able to tell that it's the same person? That's or- right. That's how the script is written. The script is written so that we make pretend that we don't know that Supreme Chancellor Palpatine and slash Darth Sidious are the same person, yeah. despite the fact that at the end of the fucking movie when they're showing the clones march out, they're marching out to the Imperial March. So Must even be- the dumbest of us! <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Pernelia August is Schmee Skywalker. She dies. She gets off lucky. Yeah, she has the best scene in the movie because she has. She basically says, oh, hi, Anakin. <sighs> Dead. Mm-hmm. Tamora Morrison is Jango Fett. Jimmy Smits as Senator Bail Organa. Oh, breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Jack Thompson as Kleeg Lars. <laughs> Leanna Walsman as Zam Wazell. Hey, sure. Steve. Who's Zam Wazell? Uh, oh, that's the uh, that's the the assassin, right? The changeling assassin. Yeah, yeah. That even when they're alone in their own ship, they're still looking like the thing. They're not. They're yeah. still in disguise. Exactly. Except the, for the, when they the change. Assassin, except the assassin, when they change a little bit, so we can see. 
Yeah, the the assassin that wears that wears a little mask over its mouth yeah. so that we can't recognize the changeling. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Thorough precautions are a must in her line of work. Ahmed Best is back as Jar Jar. Fuck you, audience. That's what that's what George Lucas was saying. You hated Jar Jar. Well, guess what? He's still in it. I don't care. <laughs> I liked him. Rose Burns in this as Dorme. Yeah, absolutely. In the three and a half seconds she's on screen, she gives a better performance than everyone else in this fucking movie. Well, yeah, because when she looked at her pages, which she was seeing for the first time five minutes before the camera rolled, all she had to do was <laughs> just stand there. No, she has. She says a line. She actually looks upset and she cries. Cut back to to, to Padme, and she looks like she's staring at a cheesy sandwich. <laughs> well, because her scene was probably shot like eight weeks later, <laughs> in a completely different location with a completely different actor standing. No, there in. was no. There was one location for this movie, Steve. <laughs> that's true. That's the the, the blue room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the blue room. <laughs> Oliver Ford Davies is everybody's favorite. Co Bibble. <laughs> Who could forget that that timeless character? Exactly. Ronald Falk as Dexter Jetster. Yep. That's a name a child would come up with. Yep, 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 yep. Jay Lag... I'm sorry, Jay, if I'm messing up your name. Lagaya? Lagaya. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Sure. As Captain Typho. Andy Seacombe as Watto, because we needed him back, didn't we? Yep, we sure did. Anthony Daniels is Seethy Peepee. Seethy Peepee's back, everybody. Seethy <laughs> Peepee. He's also credited as playing someone named Daniel Fatoni. I think he's just a background extra in the bar. Yeah, I think so too. And the guy uh, Ahmed Best is in that scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silas Carson as Viceroy Newt Gunray. He's still alive. Uh, it's so good to see these beloved characters returning. Joel Edgerton. <laughs> <laughs> As Owen Lars. Ah, yes. You gotta start somewhere, I guess. <laughs> He's just a little baby. Look at him. <laughs> Daniel Logan as Booba Fett. <laughs> and he's... The way we never wanted to see him as a sad kid. Yeah, let's take all the mystery and menace out of this character and show him <laughs> as a little kid. <laughs> Who kids, whose father is killed by Jedis. Yeah. <sighs> Bonnie Peace as Baru. Wow, that yeah. was great. Yeah. Veronica Segura as Corday. Remember her? Nope. Good. <laughs> Candy Baker and Candy Baker as Arby Doobadoo. <laughs> Good old Arby Doobadoo. Just make a movie about R2D2, please. <laughs> I like to imagine that in this movie, R2D2 is just swearing at everybody. <laughs> When he does his little beep boops, it's like, oh, R2, gosh, the potty <laughs> mouth, please. <laughs> Physically impossible, R2. <laughs> well, I music. don't like the story either, R2. Do I have to tell you who did the music? Um, no, good. Was it that Star Wars guy? It was the Star Wars guy, yeah. John Williams. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography by David Tattersall, same guy who did the last one. Cinematography. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. What the, in this movie, what does it mean? Does he describe to the digital artists what he has in mind? Right, George, I think for this shot we'll do a shot reverse shot on a couch. So I'm thinking and two shot, one shot, one shot. Sound good? Right. 
And then the rest of the stuff is going to be in CGI, right? So I don't have to do much. I think he's the asshole that's sitting next to George drinking coffee. I think they probably had like three cameras that were just locked down and never moved for the entire shoot. And he was just, all right, we're going to shoot. This is a wide shot. Look at that camera. Okay, but good. But at least we had one of the most amateurish shots in this movie when Padme's down in the little crucible thing about to get melty stuff dropped on her. We have a, we have a um, hard push-in. Yeah. That's, that's off balance. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that even happen in a movie like this? <laughs> and they left it in. They couldn't digitally yeah, correct that. They, the movie. they could digitally correct fucking Han Solo stepping on Boba Fett's tail <laughs> for a reinserted deleted scene for the special edition, but they can't fix the uh-huh. fucking shaky push in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edited by Ben Burt. I'm so sorry, Ben. Boy, you should get hazard pay for this. Yeah, you deserve some kind of award. Not not for artistic merit, but for Sit something. In that fucking dark room with George Lucas saying, oh. <laughs> Trying to edit down, like, the master cut of this fucking thing, which probably was, like, three and a half hours. Who like, knows? Okay. There's not a whole lot cut out of this movie. That's true. Oh, how? God. Oh, imagine if. Like the like the the rough cut is like oh my god what only did a they couple leave of out? things like explaining who 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 uh, <laughs> Count Dooku is you know little things that we might want to know yeah hey who is the main villain of this movie anyway I don't know uh-huh. screw it uh, production company Lucasfilm Limited there's a big there's a big surprise distributed by 20th Century Fox enjoy it while Release. it lasts boys yeah that's right boys. <laughs> Release date, May 16th, 2002. Running time, too long. 142 minutes. Oh, yep. Yep, that's that's almost two and a half hours. It's almost two and a half hours. Budget, 115 million. Still relatively cheap, right? By today's standards, it's it's downright cheap for a movie like Mm -hmm. this, yeah. Box office, 649 million. Oh, it didn't make a billion like last time. Oh, shoot. Darn it. I quit. <laughs> I wish. You know, George, Next maybe movie. you just shouldn't do these anymore. The next movie just has fuck yous written in the t- opening title crawl. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to sell to Disney. You watch. You think I won't I'm do it? I'm going to call them white slavers. That's yeah. right. Yeah, fuck A white it. man's going to use that term. I'm going to take their money and I'm still going to be a jerk. Last time I checked, slaves got $4 billion for their stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? George, I'm I don't all, know about this. I'm selling to white slavers. Shut up, George. George, just stop, man. Joseph Campbell said I was a genius. I know. Which, by the way, I'm going to bring up here. Ooh. So, <clears throat> one of the things that contributed to, I think, the overall... One of the reasons why these movies wound up like this is that sometime after the trilogy was over and finished with, a certain gentleman by the name of Joseph Campbell wrote mm-hmm. a book called, Steve... Uh, would that be Hero of a Thousand Faces? Oh, there's that's the one, and also The Power of Myth. Oh, Power of Myth, yeah. And they also did a PBS series about that, Power of Myth. They did, yeah. And they also did a yeah. PBS series, a series in which he highlighted... Star Wars, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, yeah. highlighting, you know, the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Arguably, I would have to say that this is one of the reasons why so many people know what the hero's journey is. They may not have as in-depth a perspective of it as Joseph Campbell, but right. they all know about it. They at least recognize it when it's mentioned. Absolutely. Joseph Campbell then talked to George Lucas about it, and um, Joseph Campbell then talked about using those movies as how, you know, how it illustrates these ancient stories 
that we're telling. And unfortunately, I think all of that fed directly into George Lucas's little ego <laughs> in which he thought, I have to make big, important movies on purpose. Right. Yeah, that's the key. And didn't realize that the first three films had these themes running in them. There was no, I don't think there was any objective. He didn't start talking about this kind of shit in, in regards to Star Wars until after Joseph Campbell started talking about them. Right. If anything, up until that point, he was trying to live these movies down. Yeah, He oh, was yeah. trying to go off and do other things. Not very many people re realize it, but George Lucas was really just trying to downplay Star Wars for a long time. Mainly because he didn't really work on a lot of it. Like, in the first one, it's is whatever. So then, I guess because he needed money or he wanted to show off technology, I think this had a lot to do with showing off ILM. He then decided he was going to make the prequels, like everybody said, and but he was going to make sure that he was going to make comments in this space opera. <laughs> about, you know, like politics and stuff and he was going to get all arty and, and that's this is when he starts losing the audience. I know it's when he started losing me. <laughs> right, Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a little theory I have. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're saying is it's all Joseph Campbell's fault. Yeah. So, uh, you ready, Steve? Oh, boy. I'm ready. Okay, I'm gonna, um, I've joined the Empire. Fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the Empire doesn't exist yet. This is a prequel. It exists always in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the events of this movie has convinced me that the Jedi do need to die. I'm yeah. with you, Luke. Luke is right. The Jedi needs to die. <laughs> what, Luke, what was Luke doing on that planet all those years? He was watching the prequels and just getting madder and madder. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm getting in my X-Wing, and okay. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Give me my give me my boop-boop. Where's my boop-boop? Get in here. We're leaving. I don't care what the fuck you do. You just take your Wookiee, and you go somewhere else. <laughs> fuck this galaxy. There's got to be a better galaxy than this. The Dominion is better than this. Oh, boy. Hey guys, oh yeah, by the way, Steve and I talked about Star Trek for at least 45 minutes before we started the review. It's it's called softening the blow, okay? It's called avoidance, and we do it every time there's a bad movie. It's easy. We should have recorded it. what we talked about Star, Star Trek before we watched Heaven's Gate. Oh boy, yeah. Alright, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into the world, or galaxy, I guess. Of Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Steve, mm -hmm. take it away. Okay, here we go. Twentieth <sighs> Century Fox, Lucasfilm, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars. <laughs> this sure is exciting music for one of the most boring opening crawls I've ever oh, read. Oh boy! If you if if your favorite part of the last movie was all the details about galactic politics, have we got a surprise for you? Now it's there's more a, galactic politics. Oh boy! Now there's a separatist movement. Ooh, uh -huh. doesn't that sound exciting? They're gonna leave <laughs> the Republic. <gasps> what? I know. The Republic, it says at the beginning, doesn't it say the Republic is in turmoil again? Yeah, yeah, there is unrest. Uh-oh, uh unrest. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the opposite of rest. <gasps> that doesn't sound restful. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, and so there's separatists, and the Jedi are trying to maintain order, but there's only so many of them, and they're... The, yeah, who figure? 
He can't maintain order with like 50 Jedi in the whole galaxy. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> and the Galactic Senate is preparing to vote on uh, whether or not to create an army of the Republic, which apparently they never had before. Seems they a little, don't have an army? Seems a little short-sighted. That, they uh, don't have any army at all. A Republic that we're told has stood for thousands of years. In a galaxy of I don't know how many quadrillion people, yeah, there's no army. Yeah, nope. Just the Jedi. Just the Jedi. Yep, and that's been perfectly fine up until now. <laughs> so this is the first time that I think maybe maybe it needs to go down. Maybe maybe Palpy has a point. Maybe they have this coming. Uh, yeah. So We're constantly talking about how the Senate is corrupt. <laughs> Just let him give it a shot. I mean, uh, yeah. So, and we're told all the the crawl also sets us up for the big for the first scene. It tells us that now Senator Amidala, formerly Queen Amidala, now Senator Amidala, is coming back to the Galactic Senate on Coruscant to vote uh, on you the. You remember the, she was Queen Amidala. She's the fourteen year old Queen of Naboo. Yeah, because I guess that's how that's their system of government: child queens. And I guess she, it's been 10 years, so I guess she did all of her terms as a queen. And now she's a senator, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she's coming back in her big, stupid, flat silver ship. In her silver ship, yeah. Right, and she could, oh goody, it's Coruscant again. Yay! I couldn't get enough of Coruscant in the last movie, Steve. No, me neither. I love a planet that looks like they took one of the beautiful uh, Gotham City backgrounds from Batman the Animated Series and then just turned digital artists on cocaine loose on it. <laughs> and they said, just go ahead, mess it up, put whatever you want There's in there. There's nothing that makes me sadder than the idea of an entire planet that's a city. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> there's uh, hopefully there's a few parks or something, you know. It's the dumbest concept I can possibly imagine. Steve, the, the Coruscant is a city. Yes, on an in entire the shape planet. Of a planet. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes. So how many districts is it broken into? That's it's impossible even if every square inch of that planet is covered with city, right? <laughs> right. Which it is. Yes, that's what they say. There's no way to govern that. Who's the mayor? Who's the mayor of Coruscant? Who's the mayor of Coruscant. You know what's weird is that there's a mayor, a governor, and a president, <laughs> and like who's in charge there? <laughs> All right, so we go there and they land, right? Yeah, yeah, and people are and, getting off the ship, and then and it's got a little escort fighter in a boo ship. Yeah, yeah, but don't worry Pilot. about the people in there; they're probably not important. Yeah, and they're getting off the they're getting off the big ship, and we can kind of see what might be Senator Amidala coming down the ramp, and then there's a boom, boom. Yep, and that person's dead. Oh no! But, I thought Natalie Portman was going to be in this movie more. Oh, right. She she got out of her contract. Good for her. Yay! Uh, oh no! It no. turns out they did the switcheroo again because yeah. we loved it so much in the last movie. The exact same switcheroo she always does. Yet somehow the people who try to kill her never figure it out. Yeah, here's something else that people who try to kill her don't figure out, Steve. What's that? How about you set off the bomb on on the plane? Yeah, or on the ship in space. Hey, there you where go. Death is assured. Yeah, <laughs> just blow a hole in it and you're done. There's no air. Just blow a hole. Why in wait it. until it lands and they're cut getting off the ship to blow up the bomb? That don't make no sense. Anyway, it turns out Padme was piloting the little ship, and she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, you died." And she's like, "It was kind of my job, but okay." <laughs> That's Corday. Yeah. Goodbye, Corday. We hardly knew you. 
Yeah, not Corday. We loved oh, her. Oh no, I I, she, she was, was my great. she was my favorite character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Which was she? In? No, no I stop that, it. That's that was, not the same. That was Cordy. I'm sorry. I'm flashing. Yeah, she to, was my. I'm flashing. She's my favorite too. <laughs> I'm flashing she was Cordelia. To the... <laughs> no, actually, I didn't love Cordelia. I liked the one that was the demon. Which one was she? That was uh, I can't remember. <laughs> the one. Oh, 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 uh, Anya. Anya. Right? Yeah, I yeah. loved Anya. Yeah. She was my favorite guy, and I was so pissed off when she died in the finale. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck you, Joss Whedon. She needed her own series. Ah, uh, yeah. And well, now we're talking about Buffy. The at, least, at, at, <laughs> at, at, at least we're not on Star Trek. We're, we're progressing. I guess so. We're, we're, in, we're and, in kind of a different genre. That's good, right? <laughs> ah, so where would we go from here? Okay. Oh, yeah, right. But, oh, good. It's a, it's a it's a vote discussion. They're sitting down already at a desk talking about voting and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A long time in a galaxy far, far away. Some people in a room had a meeting. Yeah, Palpy's there. Yep. And he's the chancellor, and and Yoga, and <laughs> the, the Wendy, and a bunch of other people are there. Yeah, right? and and they we get it. We get an as you know conversation where he tells people things yes. they already know, so we can mm-hmm. know it too. He's like, you know, we got to have this vote about the army because the Trade Federation's doing some shit, and you know we're blah 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 and everybody we need someone to vote for it yeah we need someone to to propose it i guess is what they want yeah right? yeah but i mean it's but that's not going to be here Here we go again that's not going to be senator Potme because she's against it right right so she's against it oh look she's brought jojo with her oh good <laughs> because after after what he did in the first movie she said i want him to be on my staff yeah he's gonna represent the gungans yeah great <laughs> I so, have a question, Steve. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Steve, I have a question in, in this one. Yeah, man. Y- Yoga and, and Mace Windy are sitting, like, right across the table from Palpy. Yep, they sure Palpy are. Palpy is, is the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yes, as it turns out. How, why why come they can't sense that he's a Sith? He's that. He's just that damn good. <laughs> he, can, he can cloud their minds. He can? When do they say that? I guess. Well, don't don't they they they, <laughs> they mentioned at some point just it's like sort of a oh by the way that their their ability to use the force has diminished, which I guess is supposed to be chalked up to the growing power of the dark did side. It, did this, but, their ability to use the force diminish? Because uh, later on in the movie, uh, Yoda feels from across the galaxy. And it can Skywalker's pain. Yeah, but you're not supposed to think about that. No, but see, how is that diminished if he can sense that someone's having a troubling day on another planet, but well, he can't notice that Palpy, the guy, the bad guy, it's, it's, is like three feet in front of him? It's diminished in an irregular way. You mean it's diminished in the way that you can get around plot holes? Exactly. Exactly. Conveniently diminished. Exactly. That's how you can have. Got it. That's how you can have mind-reading heroes able to sit across the desk from mm-hmm. the embodiment of evil in the galaxy, and they have no clue. Well, yeah. Anyway, Padme shows up, and and Palpy's like, "Hey, I'm so sad that you didn't get killed." I, I mean, I mean, happy that you're you're not. I'm. T- <laughs> yeah, we should get Look, you some bodyguards. Yeah, we're gonna get you some bodyguards, and they're like, I know. Let's get some. Let's get some Jedi's on that shit. And they're like, okay, who should we get? I know. Let's get. Let's get Obi Dobi Do and Anakin. Right? Yeah, and his hot-headed apprentice. 
Yeah, it's yeah. hot-headed, doesn't listen to anybody, asshole, juvenile, tantrums-throwing uh, apprentice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. He's surely the best for this job, yes. Let's get that 20-year-old that acts like an 11-year-old. Yeah! Who has a creepy obsession with you, Senator? You know what he is? He's a nice guy. You realize <laughs> oh, that, right? Oh, boy, he's the In nicest that modern nice vernacular, guy. he's a nice guy. Put uh, <laughs> Papa Trilby on his head, and there you go. I mean, yeah. He's, uh... He calls her milady. Oh, he knows all the card tricks. <laughs> he has studied the blade, so, which actually he has. I mean, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Oh, anyway, we cut to an elevator. Yeah, and and there's all Obidobido and and Annie, and they're like, instead of showing us that they're friends, they talk about something they did. Yeah, something super right? exciting that we don't get to see. Yeah, something exciting that we don't get to see, nor does it solidify them as being friends. Yep. Right? And also, they, they, they talk about the incredible fact that Anakin has not seen Padme in ten years, even though apparently they both live and work on Coruscant, because that's where yeah. the Jedi stay, and that's where she works yeah. as a senator. But for some reason, they've never yeah. seen each other in they ten years. They haven't seen each other because they're busy beavers. Yeah, that's it. That's probably it. They're busy. They're busy. Yeah. And um, he's acting like he's still in love with her, despite the fact that he hasn't seen her in 10 years, like a creepy, obsessive dick sausage. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then we, we there's Jar Jar, and we have to hear him talk for a couple of times. And then Padme shows up, and she's like, oh, you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he immediately starts being creepy with her. Yeah, he's like huge. She's like, "Oh, Annie, you've grown." And he's like, "Like my dick, it's like huge. Yeah. Look, look, just touch." It. Oh, please! And of course, you know, Obi's a little upset about that, and he's like, "Stop it!" Could you keep Look's your shit off. together for ten seconds, please? Yeah. And then they sit down on a couch and they talk. Yep, another scene of people sitting down and having a meeting. Talking about stuff that could have been done, any any anything would have been more exciting. Yeah, they're, right? they they. Well, where else are we going to get these scintillating conversations about boring imaginary mm. politics in a space now, movie? This was the chance for George Lucas to develop Annie's character, and rather than make him someone that we would want to root for, he turns Annie into a dick. <laughs> yup. Remember in Return of the Jedi and stuff where they said I felt the good in him? I don't see any good in Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> well, He's a petulant child. That's just That just shows you how powerful Luke has become at that point, because he can reach <laughs> way back there. <laughs> and find the, the two scrapes of good inside of that soul? He had a nice thought about 40 years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Anakin's mayonnaise jar is is washed clean. There's nothing left in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they have a fight. Obi-Wan's like, you'll shut the fuck up and you'll do what I fucking say. Yeah. Or I swear you're going to eat my lightsaber. Yeah. Can you not be openly subordinate to me in front of everyone? And when, you say, and when you say, yes, Master, could you not look at me with eyes of hatred? Because uh, according to the lore, we're supposed to be friends. Yeah, we're like best friends that I'm still going to look back fondly on you 30 years mm-hmm. from now. Anyway, <laughs> this gets a little bit too much for Podman. She says, okay, bitches, I'm out. I'm going to go. Well, bye-bye. As soon as she leaves, he's like, she didn't recognize me. <laughs> yeah, and Obi-Wan kind of babies him a little. And he's like, uh, you know, you're just focusing on the negative. She was happy to see us. 
And he's like, yeah, I yeah. guess so. And then he's like, I keep having the nightmares. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, you mean the nightmares about the mom that you abandoned to slavery on that planet? Ten, year, <laughs> ten years ago, and we haven't gone ten back since? Ten years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why you're having nightmares about that, dick. <laughs> hey, what have I told you about telling me about your fucking dreams? I don't care. <laughs> if I'm not in them, I don't want to hear about them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now we cut in. It's nighttime in our quarters and more talking. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, how come there's no cameras on her in her bedroom? And he's like, she wanted to turn him off. And he's like, you're using her as bait. And he's like, it was her idea. <laughs> I guess I guess so. Sure, let's go with that. And it's okay because despite our powers being diminished, I can sense everything that's in that room. Yep. And Obi-Dobi-Do's like, okay. Meanwhile, outside, a floaty robot drills a hole in the window and then ejaculates a couple <laughs> worm centipedes into the room. Yeah, because that's that's the best method and to assassinate this someone. This is the first time they make R2-D2 stupid. <laughs> I've seen the other movies, and R2-D2 has long-range sensors that can pick up life. Did you know that, Steve? Uh, yeah, of course. He's, he saves the day multiple times by knowing where people he, are at. He detected the, Tus- the Tusken Raiders yeah. in the first movie? Where he's like, he, they senses several creatures approaching from the southeast. He's like, okay. But in the same room, <laughs> as Padme, he just kind of looks around like a dopey night guard with a flashlight. <laughs> Well, you know, it goes back to sleep. You know why, though? You have to you have to see it from his perspective. He never imagined that anybody would try to assassinate someone with such a dipshit plan. I mean, you fl- oh, you, you, so you fly right up to the window of her bedroom. Uh, hey, why not just drop in a bomb that'll blow the whole fucking bedroom up? How, yeah, how about that? That robot is a bomb. How about how about <laughs> you just fly a bomb into her fucking into her building? Nope, nope. No, no, this is much better. You you drop living creatures that yeah. may or may not attack her yeah, in her sleep. That's the way to go. Like an, an assassination attempt on a 1980s primetime soap. We'll just what if the we'll worms just went into snake. dark, scur- immediately scurried to dark corners of the room to go to sleep yeah i mean they look kind of like centipedes yeah like they don't they it's like why would they just crawl right are they trained does this guy train uh-huh. like poisonous centipedes yeah. for assassinations apparently yeah. meanwhile back out in the hallway mr i can sense everything that's going on in there yeah ain't sensing shit distracted because again he's arguing with his boss right yeah like maybe you just should get another job anakin <laughs> if, if you have this kind of conflict with your boss, just go do something else. Maybe you need someone, a different, like, teacher. That might be good. Yeah. Or maybe maybe obi Bobado should kill him. <laughs> he had a bad feeling about him from the very beginning. Yeah, maybe he should be giving regular progress reports to the council. Like, he never listens to me. He's a dick. <laughs> He's violent. He looks at me with hate. Yeah. He hates everyone. He has no emotional maturity. He has no discipline. <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. I dream about hating I, him. I, I'll turn to the dark side to kill Annie. I'd swear to fuck God. I'm pretty sure he's a sociopath. <laughs> he thinks he deserves sex because he pays compliments. <laughs> he has delusional megalomaniacal power fantasies that he shares with everyone <laughs> at the slightest provocation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
Um, so, uh, but all of a sudden he says, I sense it. And they run in there and he kills the centipedes with his laser sword. Yep. Obi-Wan sees the robot outside the window and he dives out the window and grabs the robot. Yay, right? he does the only exciting thing in the whole movie. Uh-huh, which goes against his character. But yes. anyway, he dives out the, the window and grabs the robot, and the robot flies away with him hanging on to it, right? Yeah, but good thing he's and got then, a good grip on it. And then, and then, and then, and he goes, stay here, and runs away. So the two guys that are <laughs> supposed to be there to protect her have run away. Yeah. Right? It's a good thing her, it's a good, it's a good thing her assassin wasn't a little smarter. Uh-huh. And, and used the robot to draw them off. Yeah, and then just walked in and shot her. And everybody else. And everybody else. Oh, this was easy. They fell for my distraction, like, first try. Boom, 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 boom. Job done, payment. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. But now we have to have a really boring 30-minute chase scene, Steve. Oh, boy, it lasts forever, and it never gets anywhere close to exciting, does it? No, because everything's on green screen, and n- n- none of the actors sell it. No, no. None of them act like they're in danger, right? No. At certain points during... Okay, so uh, Annie steals a cab? I don't know what he steals. I guess, some kind of speeder, yeah. All right, and he goes flying after Obi-Dobi-Do. And then the the assassin... Okay, so here's the thing. We skipped over a little scene in which we see uh, Jangles Fett, or Jangles. (laughs) I'm just going to call him Jangles. Jangles comes up and he says, here, use these centipedes, they'll be great. And he gives them to this other person named Jam Toast. And she's like, I got him, I'll do it. And then she gives, she puts the centipedes in a robot and sends the robot, and then that's the robot that did it, and now the robot's coming back, and she sees it, and she's like, oh no, there's a Jedi clinging to it, and she brings out this long sniper rifle, right, Steve? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she aims it, and she shoots the robot. Yeah, it blows up the robot, and Obi-Wan just falls. She... Hey, Steve, Steve? Yeah, man. Why didn't she just blow up his head? You know what? In then hindsight, he'd fall off the robot, and you're assured he's dead. In right? hindsight, she probably could have done that. You know what else? With, and you're still up by one robot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? With with that kind of a weapon, she could have even maybe used the robot to cut a hole in the window of Padme's bedroom, and then just shot her through the hole with the gun. <laughs> Since we're in a universe where people can fly and they can pretty much <laughs> assume any position they need to assume for something like right. a sniper attack, I mean... Exactly. Anyway, so instead of shooting the Jedi, yeah. she shoots her own robot. Yep. Uh, you know, those then, robots are a dime a dozen. And then he falls, but then Annie comes up and gets him, and then they fucking chase each other around and around and around and... To even... Okay, so one of the bigger problems that we had in the previous movie is that the Jedis were indestructible. They make them more indestructible even in this movie because Anakin... Anakin jumps out of his ship. Yeah. Drops, I don't know, 3,000 feet? Yeah, like a, mil- a million feet. Yeah, it's a long way, yeah. And lands on the other... The, the Zammy Dammy... The, 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 the bad the, the assassins. The bad yeah. person... And doesn't die. Nope. No, he's fine. <laughs> then proceeds. Then proceeds. Because the whole thing is that we're thinking, oh, we need to find out who sent them, right? Right. Right? Yeah, that's the whole deal. Right. So this is a person that you're going to need to question, right? Yeah. So the first thing he does is he whips out his lightsaber and jams it into the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay, he forgot. Just for a second, he forgot. This is also when the shape-shifting alien does a really bad CGI trick and briefly, briefly shows off its its um, awfully designed, <laughs> actually very boringly designed face. Yeah, you know, just so we can see. 
Yeah, and then uh, the ship gets damaged and it crashes and Annie survives and 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 the assassin bounty hunter lady runs into a bar. Yeah, right? yeah. And then Obi-Wan comes up and, oh yeah, Annie lost his lightsaber. Yeah, he's like, hey, you dropped your lightsaber, dipshit. And yeah, Obi-Dobi-Do's like, look, no one will know you're a Jedi if you don't have this. <laughs> we don't carry ID. Mm-hmm. All we have are the laser swords, so hang on to it. <laughs> they go into the bar... And then, huh, I'm already bored past tears at this point. Yeah, Obi-Wan says, you go find her, and I'm going to have me a drink, so I can right. make a reference to the earlier films in a minute. Yeah, and then there's a drug dealer there. Yeah. And then, and then uh-oh, someone's sneaking up on, on, on Obi-Do. Uh-oh, he doesn't and seem Obi-Do. to notice. No, of course <sighs> not. But then he does, and he slices off her hand with his lightsaber, right? Hey, remember when Obi-Wan did that in Star Wars? Then they take this person uh, that they just maimed, drag them behind the bar, and act like they're going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> they try to play good cop, bad cop, yeah. but it mostly comes up, comes across as apathetic cop and child yelling at me for some reason. <laughs> but but it, it's going to work. The assassin oh, yeah, is going to give talk. it up. Yeah, but then uh, that 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 darn Django Fett. He shoots her with a poison dart and kills her, and we know yeah, it's a, jangles. And we, and we know it's a poison dart because after she dies, Obi Wan pulls it out of her neck and goes, "Huh, poison dart." You know, so we would get. No, it. he doesn't even call it a poison dart because remember, George Lucas is original in everything he does. All right, he calls it a toxic dart, which implies that you could survive it. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily lethal. It's just you know, you see, it's bad the word for you. toxic doesn't replace the word poison. Right? No, no. You can ingest toxic substances and still survive. Yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah. It's called fucking smoking <laughs> or drinking. Uh, don't you mean death sticks? No, right. Anyway, it's a message. There's and a so message they look up people. and they they see Jangles take off, and none, either one of them go after him. Yeah, even though they just spent the last like what three hours, it seems like chasing after this person. They say, "No, you really want to chase another person right away." <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> But now we go to the Jedi Council again. Yeah. And they're like, hi, remember how dumb we are? <laughs> Still dumb. <laughs> We're going to remind you. Yep. Here's a great idea. Obi-dobi-dope. You go find out who was trying to kill Senator Ambedali, right? Yeah. And Anakin, you you be your bodyguard all the time, 24-7. Yeah. And go, go somewhere you, and protect her. You, the unstable, not fully trained Jedi, you stay... The one that's actually literally staring at us angrily right now. Yeah, and has a, a and just an open obsession with this woman. <laughs> an open... He's just filled with negative energy. Yeah. And not a single person in the Jedi Council goes, ooh. No. No, it's not like he's... he's that's, that's bad. It, it's not like he's a sullen little shit in secret. Like, it's right out in the open. Yeah, it is. So, uh, then a- Annie needs to go talk to Palpy. And Palpy's like, this would be a good opportunity for you. And he's like, you've always been so good to me over the years, Palpy. And, and we're supposed to... I guess if we're dumb, we're supposed to go, oh, they're friends, right? Sure. But if we've watched the movies, we're supposed to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's been just hanging around this young kid this whole time? I guess. It's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. So he's seen Senator Palpatine, or Chancellor Palpatine, a whole bunch, but just kept missing Padme. I keep picturing this scene where he comes over to Palpy's chambers, and he's like, I'm in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Come on in. I need, can you reach a spot in my back? No lower than that, Annie. (laughs) 
Don't use the force. Use your yeah. hands. Get in there. Yeah, come on. Go for it. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Of course, you know what it is, though. It's 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 the thing that George Lucas is the best at. It's foreshadowing. Because we know what? that these two characters are going to have a certain relationship in the future. See? It's, it's just like... And it's really subtle. You know, like that scene in the you know, bar when earlier. when you praise George Lucas, even... Even in jest, it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> but it's like it's just like that scene at, at in the bar scene we were talking about a moment ago. Really subtle, classy, clever foreshadowing that goes right by, and you you don't even notice it at first. Like when Obi Wan and Anakin walk into the bar, and yeah. Obi Wan turns to Anakin and says, "You're you'll be, you'll the, death be the death of me." Of me. <laughs> it's clever. It's funny. See, fun. It's so. Anyway, mm. we got, Yoda's got a little hover chair. Yep, because it makes the and shot it, easier to frame that way. It, <laughs> nope. You don't have to get creative with your camera angles if you just lift him up to the same Make height. Make him eye level, right. Yeah. You, know how, you don't have to put any creativity into anything. No, consider they're completely in a made-up place anyway. Yeah. And they're like talking to Obi-Gobi. And they're like... Um, yeah, he's bad. I know he's bad. I know you just told us all the bad things that he is, but but the, but the prophecy, Steve. Yeah, that's right. He's going to bring balance to the Force, which is important for some reason. Yeah, he's going to bring balance to the Force, because there was a prophecy said by someone we'll never name about a thing. And it's what he's going to do. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> so is the Force out of balance? And what does that mean? And why do we care? Uh-huh. No, never mind. <laughs> We don't. Nobody. Who cares? And then I wrote in my notes, shut up, Jar Jar. That's all I wrote. <laughs> so I don't even know what scene I'm referencing. <laughs> so we can put together from that, we can deduce that Jar Jar was talking. <laughs> there was a scene yeah. where Jar Jar was talking, right? Yeah. And all I could manage to pound into my keyboard was shut up, Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. It's, it's Anakin and Padme are packing to leave, and Padme officially designates Jar Jar to be her proxy in the Senate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he goes, and he walks away. And I remember watching this scene uh, to prepare for this during this scene in the movie as, as Jar Jar is leaving. Um, I was actually saying out loud to the TV, yes, go, leave the movie, leave the movie. <laughs> it's not go. gone yet, though. No, he has more, but yeah, I can wish. And now we're treated to a scene where uh, Padme is packing to leave. And we find out just how intensely super creepy, jealous, uh, he's just a fucking emo jackass. I just, he's so, how any person could have a conversation with this person and not feel unsafe is beyond me. He's a walking, talking red flag. Yeah, Yeah, he is. And what's even worse is that I think even Lucas recognized that he was making him too bad because he keeps trying to balance it by having him say nice things about people, but then he immediately starts whining and bitching and moaning yeah, about them he, right afterwards. He's like, I'm very grateful that I'm very lucky to have Obi-Wan as my teacher. He's really great, but what's, he tells me what to do, what, you know, like a teacher. What's <laughs> remarkable about this scene is how Anakin works himself up into an angry froth about Obi-Wan. Uh, completely by himself. Padme doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. She doesn't make any observations. It's not as if he said, you know, oh, Obi-Wan's a great guy. And then she said, yeah, he's a little critical, though, isn't he? No, she didn't say anything. He just goes no. from, yeah, Obi-Wan is a great man, and he's really super, and God, I hate him. God, don't tell me what to do. Fuck him. 
<laughs> yeah. And even better is when he gets all creepy leery at Padme. Yay, that's the best. And Padme says to his face, don't look at me like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Yep. And then he follows it up by giving what is perhaps the creepiest, leeriest, grinniest, rape face yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because I guess he thinks it's good that she said that? Yeah, I guess he thinks it's funny. Yeah. You know, he made her uncomfortable. <laughs> I just made her feel afraid. <laughs> and now we have even more talking as we're taking them to the airport, and I'm just like, just leave already. Just go. Leave. Yeah. Leave the movie, please. <laughs> Padme take Padme and Annie take R two R two do do. Yeah, and this is where I start thinking R two D two is mumbling under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Fuck these guys! Fuck these people!" <laughs> Why couldn't I go with Obi Wan? Oh, but hey, we're gonna lighten the mood, Steve. We're gonna get some of that patented Star Wars whimsy. Oh boy, I can't hardly wait. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna follow Obi Doby Do. Yep. To. To- okay, so at this point, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi has become Obi-Wan Columbo. Yeah. And he <laughs> yes. has to investigate this thing. Yeah. First stop, a 50s yes. diner. Hill Valley, 1955. Replete with 50s-style uh, booths and stools. And the only thing that's really different, because it felt like we walked into an episode of the fucking Jetsons, are the robot waitresses. Yeah. Yep. Who say things like, hey, honey, you want a Jawa juice? Yeah. That's when I almost left. <laughs> I, I bet the robot's name was Flo. I don't. I don't give a fuck. So Flo-bot. he goes there because he's got a dart and he's going to ask Dexter Jexter, who is this multi-armed, fat, mustachioed, weird dude, <sighs> yeah. if he knows what it is. And of course he recognizes it on site. Yeah, because the Jedi archives have no idea what it is. But this guy yeah. who runs a diner and has apparently some kind of mercenary Both of past, them slam robots, yeah. right? They both slam robots like fucking robots. What do <laughs> fucking droids know? Fuck droids. God, I they hate droids. Anything. If droids could think, why would we be here? Oh, that's George Lucas trying to explain why everyone hates droids. Fuck you, George Lucas. <laughs> Can't they speak and think, though? I, I'm pretty sure they do think. You've managed to create two movies where the only things I care about are the fucking robots. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're sitting in the theater going, fuck you, yeah, thank God for the fucking droids. <laughs> yeah. It's the, only, it's, it's the only scenes where I sit up and pay attention. <laughs> Anyway, he's like, yeah, it comes from this planet called Kamino, and they they make clones. And about, I think a, a Jedi went there and ordered clones or something. I know everything about everything. <laughs> Did you know that Senator Pal- Palpatine is actually the Dark Lord City? What? what? He's not even listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got all kinds of backstory on everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just to show their lack of creativity, this uh, cook at the diner is wearing, like, a dirty t-shirt yeah. and, like, slacks. He's, dre- <laughs> he's, he's dressed like Mel. He's dressed like Mel from Alice. I mean... It- from Alice, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so now we cut back to the ship. And uh, the ship that's taking Padme and Annie to uh, somewhere. And we find out that Jedi... For no apparent reason that is ever adequately explained, can't have romantic partners. Nope. I can explain it really. What's your explanation? Yeah. How about this? How about this? Okay. This the, the Jedi believe that the Force should occur naturally, right? Right. And that if Jedi started 
uh, marrying, intermarrying, they would artificially increase the amount of force their offspring would have. Oh, yeah. And that's what the Sith were doing. They were manipulating bloodlines to create powerful force users. So the Jedi don't do that because they think it's natural. How how many... That took me less than 20 seconds to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably thought of it while you were washing the dishes this morning, didn't you? It, 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 <laughs> it took no effort at all to come up with a really satisfying yet obvious yeah. explanation. <laughs> <laughs> It goes against the will, what they believe is the will of the Force. How about you set this up? That the Sith view the Force as a tool, and the Jedi have based a religion out of it and think of it in spiritual terms. Oh, they can't because it's midichlorians. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. Forget about that. Okay, here's an idea. If it's midichlorians, Steve, mm-hmm. why come they just don't clone a whole bunch of Jedi? <laughs> right. Like, take the most powerful Jedi, like a bunch of Yodas, just just manufacture yeah. Yodas all over the or, place. Or, or, like, just, you know, get Jedi with a bunch of midichlorians in their blood to, to become blood donors and just inject people with midichlorians. Oh, hey, that works, too. So they can have the Force, too. Yeah, it works. We're, we're coming up with solutions all over the place. Boy, this movie just rewrites itself. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, Obi... What? I can't remember. Does does he go to the library? He goes to the library, and the library says there's no record of the planet Camino. Right. And he goes, okay. And she says, if it's not in our our library, it doesn't exist. I'm like, oh, all right. I bet it turns out it exists, though. And then we find out that the Jedi Order gives lightsabers to toddlers. (laughs) Yeah, and also lets them offer input on questions pertinent to uh, crucial investigations. (laughs) Obi Wan comes up and says, "I can't find the planet." And Yoda, Yoda asks the kids, and the kid says, "Then it means it's been erased from the archive." And I'm like, "Wait, did did Obi really need yeah. to have a four year old tell him so that?" So the kid comes up with the most obvious answer to the question that uh-huh. turns out to be uh-huh. the right answer, but that apparently yeah. didn't occur to either Obi Wan or Yoda. He had to he no, had to remember, throw it to the Obi kids. Says, but that's impossible. Only a Jedi could erase, erase it. Oh, they have kind Dang. of a they have kind of a blind spot about the Jedi, don't they? Like, well, one of us could never <laughs> turn bad, right? Uh huh. Oh, now we go back, and now we're on Naboo again. Yay! And there's more talking. Yeah, right. yeah, they're talking with like I guess government officials, like the current queen. Yeah, oh, no, well, this is yeah. We find out about the current queen and what she's been fucking doing, and nothing that's pertinent to the plot. Yeah, and there's the guy there with like the white beard and the green suit who looks like he's mm-hmm. from a King Arthur movie. Yeah, that's that's seal. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, nothing. Here's here's the thing, guys. One of the problems with this movie is that they spend a huge amount of time talking about shit that doesn't have anything to do with the plot and does not progress the characters forward either in the story or as character development at all. They just have a boring conversation about political stuff and what she's been doing. That's it. Yeah. Instead of actually developing characters or establishing relationships, this is his idea of doing that. And it's not that. (laughs) No, I mean, imagine if you saw a movie about not people in space, but just normal people. And instead of talking about anything that had to do with a story or their characters or their motivations or their goals, Mm -hmm. they just all they did was make like half-assed small talk about politics except Mm -hmm. it was made-up politics that you didn't know anything about. 
So every scene is just pointless. It's just people making small talk about stuff that you can see why it might be important to them, but you don't know anything about it. And it's not important to you. And it doesn't tell you anything about them. Mm -hmm. So why do we have to watch this? Why do we have to keep watching this? (laughs) (laughs) But then Obi goes to Kamino. Yeah. It's this water planet, and he gets there, and these tall, skinny aliens, and they're like, hey, finally, Jedi showed up. We've been manufacturing these clones, apparently, uncontacted for a decade, well, yeah. and no one's come to talk or claim them. How many of We're these clones? worried. How many of these clones should we make? I don't know. Just keep making them. <laughs> Until they come to pick them up? Just, guy, we don't want to have, we don't want to, it's better to have too many than not enough. And then he, they, he asks who made them, and they give off a bunch of names that don't matter and don't, don't figure into the plot at right, all, right? right? And and he goes, oh, okay. And he's like, what are they? And he's like, oh, it turns we took this bounty hunter named Jangles, and we made clones. And uh, Jangles wanted a clone of his own, and that that one is named Booby. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's that's what we did. Yeah, by an astonishing coincidence. <laughs> good good thing this planet manufactures clones and one of a kind toxic darts uh-huh. because it turns out that that yeah. the, the guy who is the basis for all the clones is mm-hmm. also the bounty hunter that Obi-Wan has been looking for. Uh, it turns out that aside from cloning they also make toxic darts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that are apparently one of a kind and not made anywhere else in the galaxy. The the, the two major exports yeah. of this secret planet. Yeah. Apparently. They said cuz you know a couple years ago they said, you know, we're really throwing it all in with the clones. We need to come up with something else to diversify Let's the diversify economy. Diversify a yeah. little bit. And they said, yeah. "How about toxic darts?" Got it. Get on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now we got to cut back to Naboo for more Naboo romance and um, sex begging. Oh, boy. Is that the scene where they kiss? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, so looking out over the water and we get the infamous I hate sand speech. Which is even worse in context because it's like he's arguing with her. Yeah, I know. I know. She's like, I love coming here. It's so nice to sit out in the sand and play in the water. I hate sand. Yeah. She tells this. I mean, it's it's terrible. But in the context of the movie, it's kind of a nice story. But when she was a kid and they go swim in the water, and then come back and dry off in the sand. And his reaction is not to say, oh, that sounds really cool. It sounds like a, a wonderful memory. I wish I could do that with you. No, he says, I hate it's sand. Time to turn the conversation back to me. Yeah. Sand is stupid. I hate sand. <laughs> What's so great about sand? It gets everywhere. You you suck. You suck and so does sand. We make, we make glass out of it. Who cares? Sand is the worst. Kiss me. <laughs> and then she says, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then he looks out at the water as if he's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I've got so much backed up semen again. I mean, you know, I guess Jedi can't do that either. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the Camino and we find out more clone bullshit yep. about how they've been educated and all this other oh, stuff. Yeah. Right, they're, they're smart clones. Yeah, and then we cut back. Oh, God, Steve. We're still doing this shit. We cut back to Naboo, yep. and now they're having a romantic picnic out in a field. <gasps> yeah, and Anakin's like, I hate grass, too. And I hate democracy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fascist, by the way. Just by yeah, I just want to control everything and everybody. See, that's 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 me. Don't you love me yet? And yeah, Padme love me. Padme just kind of just kind of grins as though she's she's kind of charmed by by his authoritarian power fantasies for no reason. Yeah, yeah and she's just like, like ah, oh you, ah, ah, you know, yeah. 
And then and then he rides a, a giant tick. Yeah. And then he falls down, and she's like, oh, no. And then he, he, he pops back up with this, this clever, hilarious joke where he was pretending to be passed out. And yeah. Then uh, and then roll and roll. Because, and yeah, then, because he's a sociopath. I wonder, I wonder if, he, if, if in addition to that charming joke where he pretends to be hurt, um, if he also did this one, which is just a killer. The ladies love this. When you go to hand her something, and then you pull it back at the last second, and then you, oh, yeah, that's they always, love yeah. that. Oh, people love that. And then you, you say, no, no, seriously, seriously. And you hand it to her again, and then you pull it back again. Oh, that's the yeah, best. Yeah, but he does it with the force. <laughs> he literally does that yes, earlier. He does, yes. when, the they're, when they're eating, yeah, right. Yeah, when they eat fruit with When they're eating a pear. They're eating a pear <laughs> with a knife and fork. It's not even a space pear. It's just a pear. But now we cut back to Camino and Jangles and Obidobido meat. Yeah. And he's like, hey, ever been to Coruscant? He's like, yeah, sure, I fucking went there. I tried to kill this little girl that told me to kill her. And he's like, oh, that's nice. Who's your kid? <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is Boba Fett. He's like, hey, Boba Fett. <laughs> and this is probably... Oh, they walk past an open closet door. Yeah, where you see the helmet. In full shot. Yeah. yeah. Right behind Obi-Wan is all of his armor. Yeah, and Obi-Wan didn't notice. Of course not, because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, and we see a little bit more of that in, in a, a later scene, too. Yeah. Oh, boy, do we ever. Yeah. Anyway. He's not so too they, smart. We, and he's like, well, I'll see you around. And, and Jangles is like, bye. And then he turns to Booby as we're leaving. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but now we got to cut back for more Naboo torture. Uh, yeah. Right, Yeah, right, they've Steve? been on Naboo for about eight years at this point. They're having dinner where they're eating fruit with cutlery. Yeah, like you do. And he's like, and he's using the force to take away her food and then cut it up for her like a baby. Yeah. And then, then they have a romantic. She dresses up in like a dominatrix outfit, and they sit in front of the fire. Yep, and she cock teases him. This is literally where he starts begging for sex. Yeah. This is literally where he starts begging her to fucking yeah. touch He it. says, I and can't stop thinking about you. I'm in pain all the time. I love you so I've much. I've been dreaming about you for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I really need it bad. And she doesn't immediately say, get out <laughs> and lock you the door. Yeah, you, you weird <laughs> little creep. No, what's her excuse? Oh, well, they, they, they can't be together because she's a senator. What is the fuck does that well, mean? Well, I guess senators can't have romances when either. Why did she say that? Why can't the senators have romances It don't now? make no sense. Okay, so you she's know why? You know why? Because it's tacky. He's her bodyguard. It's just fucking tacky. Whatever. <laughs> and he can't because the Jedi thing that is never explained. Yeah, sure. And so they, she, they... Uh-huh. The, yeah. <laughs> they leave and... And then Annie has a dr- bad dream, or when they cut immediately to that scene, he's jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> it could go either way, yeah. But no, we hear his mommy's voice, yeah. and we hear Qui-Gon's voice. Yeah, oh, it breaks your heart. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I know it's been ten years, but now I've got to save my mom. <laughs> yeah, it's been ten years, and he's apparently been having these dreams for a long time, but for some reason, yeah. this one is the straw that broke the camel's back. This isn't some weird, gross ploy to get Padme to feel something no. for you, right? Because uh, I, I have, wouldn't I put it past. I wouldn't issues. put it past him at this point. It's like maybe I had, a, I had a bad dream about my mom. And if I save my mom, then she'll totally want to suck my dick. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna derail the film. Uh-huh. And he's yep. like, I gotta go. 
and save her. And Padme's like, I'll go with you. Great. So now we cut back. Sweet. And Obi and Jangles fight. Jangles is trying to leave in his ship, and Obi shows up, and they immediately start fighting, and they fight, yep. and they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight. And they fight. Yep. And what they happens a, in the end? Well, they they have a long, boring, pointless fight, yeah. because after after the fight's over, Jango gets away and just gets on his ship and flies away, yeah. and Obi-Wan just tosses a tracking device onto the yeah. ship, which here's, he could have done from the very here's beginning. Here's the thing, guys. If you want... Your fights to matter. They have to matter, right? Right. And nothing happens after all of this fighting. It's like, oh, it was exciting. They fell in the. Da, da, da. Nothing was accomplished. Everything in a script needs to get you to the end, right? If you right. could immediately. Here's the thing I, I looked at it. He could. We could cut it where Obi-Wan comes to the door, Jangles goes, get on the ship. They get on the ship, they take off, and he flips the thing on the tracking device onto the ship. Yes, and that's what they should have done. Mm-hmm. But... That's, that's, that's the easiest way in the world to cut down a, a, a movie with a bloated running time like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like three or four minutes out of the movie right there. I think it's even more than that. Yeah, maybe. If, well, I mean, it felt like more. But hey, <laughs> but, hey Steve, if, if you if weren't satisfied with one boring, pointless fight, we're going to get another one. Oh, boy. Between the same people. Oh, good. Anyway, so... I was hoping you'd say that. We're going back to Tatooine again. Oh, my favorite planet. And we go down, and we meet Watto. Again. And somehow he recognizes him. And can I just say, credit where credit is due, the moment when the CGI Watto puppet recognizes Anakin is probably the best acting in the whole movie. Yep. Annie? <laughs> Annie? It, the, the voice actor does it does well. The animation is good. It's actually, it's for that split second. It's like, oh, that was wow, good. Wow, look at that. The CGI, <laughs> the CGI character is having an emotionally appropriate moment of uncomfortableness between himself and the child he used to own. <laughs> That's weird. Yep. Anyway, he tells him that uh, he sold Shmi to a farmer who I guess loved fucking her so much as a slave that he married her, right? Yeah, he married his rape victim. If you guys haven't gotten to it yet, um, boy, a lot of women are treated like property in these fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. How many women are on the Jedi Council, Steve? I didn't any? see any. <laughs> I didn't see any. Nope. I'm sure one of them fucked up aliens is a girl. Yeah, and it, does it count if you can't tell? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like make that's like saying, oh yeah, by the way, that one was gay. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess that counts. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh, then we get the second pointless fight. Oh yeah. Where Obi and Jangles fight in space in like this, yeah in the ring around a planet, right? And there's rocks, yeah. and he drops these bombs, and the bombs go off. And then they think they blew him up, and they go back down to the planet, right? Right, right. What was the point of that scene, Steve? Just to make the movie longer. Yep. I think maybe it's because someone said, you know what, there's not a whole lot of space in this Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like people in room talking wars. Again, could have been completely cut out. The yeah. entire and scene, because nothing's accomplished. Obi-Wan's not destroyed. Bo uh, Boba, uh, Bo Boba Fett. Jangles oh, isn't destroyed. He just continues yeah. onto the planet, and then Obi-Wan yeah. follows him, follows behind him. And it even, it even, it's even worse than that. It makes Jango look like a complete fool, mm -hmm. because he knows, he, at, when, when Obi-Wan catches up to him, he knows at that point that he's been tracked, 
So if yeah. Obi-Wan tracked him, yeah. I guess, I mean, someone else could be tracking him too. So wouldn't an experienced bounty hunter want to get rid of the tracking device on his ship no. before going straight to where he was going? No, come on, Steve. Come on. Everyone's dumb in this universe. Oh, that's right. We established that in the previous review. That's true. O- obstacles are put up and easily overcome. Anyways, because, you know, we're back on Tatooine. It's a video game. Anakin, we, we're, we gotta get through this. Come on, we only have nine more hours of the movie to go through. I'm sorry, you're right, you're C3, right. C3, no. So Anakin and Padme show up at the Lars household, right? Yeah. And we meet we meet Kleeg Lars, and he's got one leg, and he's in a floaty wheelchair. Yeah. And we meet Uncle Owen and Beru, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, Except they're not and, they're not married and yet. C- it's just his and, girlfriend. And C three PO. Yeah, who was just hanging around. Well, I, guess. I mean, I think he came with. I think he came with. He Shmi, came with Shmi. So he's been. Yeah. He's been helping out at the Lars household, and several times a day, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Bruce say, "Hey, C three PO, do this," or "Hey, C three PO, do that." Hey, Steve, can I ask a question? Oh, I think I know what you're going to ask, but go ahead. How why, how, how come why when uh, in Star Wars? When they're mm-hmm. being sold by the Jawas, and C three PO goes, "I am C three PO, human cyborg relations." That that Uncle Owen buys that robot <laughs> because the writer Instead forgot. Of start getting shaky and weird. <laughs> because George Lucas forgot. He forgot. He forgot. Okay, great. And and nobody. There apparently they don't have continuity editors in <laughs> Lucasfilm. Nobody could. Nobody went and said, "Wait a minute! Didn't he buy three PO in Star Wars? This doesn't make sense." <laughs> yeah, you know, he would recognize the voice and the name. Sure, the name C three PO is all gray and banged up, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just outer coverings, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would remember the droid that came with the second wife that my dad <laughs> bought. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Anyway, so uh, then we find out that Shmi has been taken away by Sam Pupples. Yep. And that the Sam Pupples are, you know, the, he, he has a line in there, they may walk like men, but they're savage beasts. That also have a community and a culture and a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. They Holmes, build yeah, homes, exactly. children, they wear clothing. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, savage beasts. Savage beasts. Anakin gets up and he's like, I'm going to find my mommy. <laughs> gets on a motorcycle and he's like looking all over the place for his mommy. And that's where the Fates music comes in, right? Yeah, oh boy. They they really work hard to convince you that something important is happening. What happened, Steve? Um, nothing. nothing. He talks to a couple of Jawas and he, and he walks they, away. It's like, that. wait a minute. That's the scene they chose to reprise the most significant theme from the, from previous the last movie? movie? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Because then we immediately cut to Obidobido on the planet, and he sneaks into a thing, and there's, like, bad guys there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they're making a droid army. Oh, yeah. and, and there's a Count Dooku. Uh, yeah, yeah. Count, Count Dooku. Yeah, the, the villain of the movie. Hi, nice to meet you for the first time. Right. An hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Into the movie. And now we cut, <laughs> and, oh, look, Annie's found his mommy. Oh, good. This will be a happy scene. Sneaks into the, the, the Sam People place, finds his mommy crucified. <laughs> yep. Okay, Steve, I gotta ask a real... I gotta ask a question. Sure, man. What are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they take a person and then just strung him up in a tent? 
just, I don't know, maybe she's Kept like a tutor alive. for their Remember, kids. Kleeg said that she's been alive for, uh, that she's been gone for a month. A month, yeah. So they're, they're, they're feeding her, obviously. They're keeping her alive. They're giving her water. Yeah. She's banged up. But, I mean, she's still yeah. alive. And then he cuts his mommy down, and she recognizes him, and then she tries to say, I love you, and then she literally goes like this. Yeah, head lolls back. It's, yeah, it's like the worst Shakespearean death scene ever. Yeah. And uh uh-oh. He's grumpy. And he gets grumpy face. Oh, boy, he's super grumpy now. And he comes out, and he kills everybody. He commits an atrocity. (laughs) He does, but we don't get to see that. Otherwise, this would be a movie that would be rated something different, because not even George Lucas can film that and then say he's still a good person, because he's not. (laughs) He's not a good person, George. (laughs) Yep. All we have to do is see the little tiny children Tusken Raiders running away from him as he hacks them down. (laughs) Yep. Oh, he's irredeemable. That's what you call crossing the moral event horizon. Uh Anyway, um, Obi-Dobi-Do makes a call to Annie, right? Yeah, he's trying to get through to Anakin, and this is when he notices... Oh, because he can't phone all the way home. So he calls right. Annie and says, you need to send this message to the buttheads. He actually calls it the old folks home. Get it? Because it's <laughs> filled with people who are, I think, kind of his own age. Although Mesa Window doesn't seem to age at all. No, no. Well, it's it's, it's the shaved head. <laughs> is that what tell. it is? He could be 20. He could be 80. You don't even, you have no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, we come back to Tatooine and he brings home a dead body. Confesses to Padme that he killed children. Yep, and he slaughtered an entire village of sentient beings, yep. including children. Yep, yep, he did. He killed women, <laughs> children, the pets, everything, burned he, uh, everything down, he, shat in he their William mouths. Moneyed that. Yeah. And he had, William moneyed it. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, what's Padme's reaction? Um, leaving and throwing up? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, she just kind of puts her hand on his shoulder and says, Oh, honey, to be angry is to be human. So she's she's a worthless character. Yeah, you know, it's no, it's just like you would respond if your girlfriend or boyfriend had just come home and confessed to committing mass murder to a few killing minutes ago. children. Yeah, you would say, "Oh, well, everybody gets angry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just have a bad day and you have to murder some kids." Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, by the way, and the grandparents, too, because I assume that there were older people that they were taking care of in the Tuscan village. I would assume it was it was it was a multiple generations of people that Anakin wiped out of existence. Yes, right. Exactly. So but uh, it's okay. Padme Padme understands. She comforts She comforts the killer. (laughs) The unrepentant killer. Uh Huh? Yep. Uh Huh? And he does because he doesn't feel that bad about it because he goes right into another one of his megalomaniacal rants about how someday he's going to be the most powerful person in the world and he's going to bring the dead and back to life. Yeah, and, and he's going to stop people from dying. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. Anyway, we cut, <laughs> how's that work we out? Cut back to more talking yeah. in the government, and they're like, oh, "If only we could vote for an army." Too bad Padme isn't here, right, Jar Jar? And Jar Jar mm-hmm. is. So stupid. 
that he doesn't remember her being opposed to the formation of <laughs> No, no, even though that was apparently one of her most prominent political positions. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's supposedly the reason people were trying to kill her. Uh-huh. Yep. This is her fault. She put him in charge. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, remember, Jar Jar, I'm against the formation of an army. Oh, Mrs. Gabba-doopadop! Mrs. Swallow-tongue again, by accident! <laughs> Jar Jar, whatever you do, mm-hmm. don't vote for the army. Oh, Mrs. Or... No, do no! What are... <laughs> or propose emergency powers for the Chancellor that will lead to the formation of a fascist dictatorship. What? <laughs> Never mind. We're doomed. Uh, bye! <laughs> Can't I give this job to Jimmy Smits? So he he, he represents a different planet. Uh, well, he could do both. <laughs> can pull there's, like a, duty. there's like a million senators. He's going to be raising one of her kids anyways. That's right. Spoiler. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he votes for an army. Yeah. Palpy says, yeah. I promise I'll put down the emergency powers. I, I, and I, pr- I, pr- yeah, I promise I won't use this as an excuse to impose fascism on the galaxy. I swear. Then meanwhile, on Bug World, Count Dudu attempts to convince Obi-Do, because <laughs> Obi-Wan's been ca- captured. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and he, he says, um, no, wait, he doesn't give him. First, they'd say well, we should give him stuff. And 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 he goes, hmm, that sounds like a good idea. And then we cut to Bug World, and Count Dudu says, hey, look, listen, I'm going to, um, I guess I'm kind of telling you the truth. Listen, I, I'm i not a bad guy. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> the, 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 the Senate is being controlled by the Sith. The Sith is, it, there's a Sith Lord in the, the high chancellor, he's the chancellor, and he's bad. And uh, I'm trying to fight that. That's why there's a separatist because the government is corrupt. And he's in, he's working for a guy named Darth Sidious. So, um, what? <laughs> why is this here, Steve? <laughs> and that's all true. All of it is true. Every single thing yeah. he says is true. The thing he leaves out is, oh yeah, and I work for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what he's trying to accomplish. I by, don't know by... either. By good copping Obi Wan, <laughs> like what is why? Yeah, that's there's so many scenes in this movie where you can't even you, you can't even form a theory as mm-hmm. to what they were trying to accomplish. Right? It's like why does he good cop Obi Wan when that ends up going nowhere? Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. And then Jar Jar gives emergency powers to the Chancellor, and then yeah. Yoga is like, I'm going to go look, check out the clones. And Wendy is like, I'm going to Geonosis with whatever Jedi we have lying around. Yeah, I'll just whichever ones are available. Hey, you, come here. Right. And so that's the plan, right? Because they see the message yeah. from Obi-Dope. And yeah. because it's being broadcast. And Padme and Anakin are watching it, too, because they're broadcasting it back to the Jedi Council. And right. then they see that Obi-Wan, conveniently, one of the droid Dakars come in to the hologram screen yeah so they know oh no he's in trouble yeah we better and then uh Padme's like i'm gonna go save obi-wan and anakin's like fuck him (laughs) don't you see this is the solution to all my problems okay so let's 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 go back 
he's been willing to break every single fucking rule that has they've told him to you know they're like don't do this don't do this don't don't do this and he does all of the opposite of all those things then yep. he was going to leave Padme to go f- help his mom. Like, completely yeah. abandon her and yeah. go help his mom. Thankfully, she came along with him. This is great, right? Yep. But now, for no reason, he's like, no, I'm supposed to protect you. And then the Jedi Council told me to do that. <laughs> and I'm doing what they tell me all of a sudden. You can't be suggesting that I break the rules, Because Padme. my friend is in trouble. I have to be convinced to do it. Yep. And she's yep. like, and he doesn't get convinced. She's going anyway. Yeah, she says, I'm going anyway, so if you want to protect me, you have to come along. Yeah. Yeah. He's a worthless character, Steve. He's bad. He's bad. <laughs> he just doesn't make any sense anymore. He's a he's a badly written character. They're supposed to be friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be like brothers, like they're best friends. Ugh. Like they're so close that old man Obi-Wan will be reminiscing misty-eyed about him. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so they arrive on the bug planet, uh, Padme and Annie do, and they find a yeah. factory that's filled with all these bug guys. Yeah, and it's a, it's the robot factory. It's a robot factory, and then uh, R2-D2 wants to come along, and CCPP is going to come along, and because George Lucas had to, this is, this is the fucking truth, because he cut out Jar Jar, he had to give the funny jokes to somebody. Oh, he didn't, though. No, because there weren't any funny jokes to begin with. Gotta have comic relief. Everybody knows it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's gonna be C-3PO. It's all about comic relief. Yeah, and then C-3PO falls down into the manufacturing thing, and he gets his head chopped off, and he... Oh, no, and then they put a droid, a a droid, battle droid head on his body, and he gets put on a battle droid body. And, uh-huh. and and Anakin and Padme run around the factory and nearly get smushed a lot. Yeah, they have a scene that's a lot like the scene that they were playing as a spoof in Galaxy Quest, where yep. they have to avoid like the smashy things. They have to afford the chompers. Except this time, we're supposed to take it seriously. Yeah, we're supposed to take it seriously, and they make it through the thing, and then R two D two can fly. And yep. then they're captured, right, Steve? Yes. Well, why was that scene in there? To make the movie longer. Right, there you go. To make the movie <laughs> longer. <laughs> they might as well have just had, you know, they walk into the robot factory and a robot sneaks up behind them and, bap, you know, smacks them on the head. And they're, yeah, or they're just yeah. captured. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. happen, right? No, it doesn't. So now we cut to them, and they're sitting in a carriage, and, oh my God, Steve, I can't do this dialogue. Well, neither could Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, so don't feel bad. Yeah, boy, this is the most unconvincing scene between the Uh, two of them, and there's a lot of them. Like, um, all of them. All of them are unconvincing. Yeah. Yeah. In which they, she admits that she loves him. Yep. Sure. She loves the the, the little petulant childish murderer. Yeah. The the petty. (laughs) Unstable. Egotistical. (laughs) Fascist. Megalomaniacal. From a woman that supposedly <laughs> loves democracy. Yeah. She's she loves the the unstable <sighs> all the unstable weirdo who wants to destroy democracy mm-hmm. because because his mom died. 
But then they get led out to this big Colosseum thing because they've mm-hmm. been sentenced to death by monster. Yeah. Boy, it's a weird justice system on Geonosis, isn't it? Pretty weird. Um, yeah, it's pretty weird. So they go out and they get chained up to these really tall pillars. And who's there, Steve? Well, look who it is. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Dobido! And he's like, thanks, assholes. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much. I mean, I would say it's out of character, but who knows what the fuck his character is supposed to be in this movie. Uh, Anakin says something like, hey, we came to rescue you. And, and Obi-Wan literally says, good job. Like that. And now we and, uh, and, enter yeah. a cycle of saving. What do oh, I What yeah. do I mean by that? Okay, so the monsters come out. Mm. One's this like big crab dinosaur, and another yeah. one is like a a bull rhino, and another one's like a, a tiger spider, and uh, they attack them. And uh, somehow Padme does some amazing things during this sequence. Number one, um, she manages to not get cut in half. When the tiger spider whips at her, the only thing that happens is her midriff is exposed for no reason. Right, yeah, Steve? Get, yeah, exactly. She gets William Shatnered. Then she pulls the out ship, a thing yeah. from her belt and starts picking the lock on her chains. Yeah. How come she wasn't doing that the entire time they were waiting for the, the monsters to come out? I mean, she could have been because they weren't paying any attention to her. She nope. pulls that that lockpick thing out and puts it in her teeth in full view of the guards or whoever. And they're just like, whatever. Go ahead. Pick uh-huh. the handcuffs. We don't care. And then she climbs up to the top of the pillar somehow. And yeah. she just waits up there. And then uh, 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 Annie does the mind trick on the, the, the bull. And he rides up. And she jumps from 30 feet in the air. Yep. And... <laughs> Does lands on her crotch yep. <laughs> on the back of that fucking monster. Yep. As if she just kinda sat down in a in a chair. She's just like, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Ask What's gravity? Any human being what it would be like to land crotch first on anything <laughs> from thirty feet in the air. You know what it is, is the gravity on that you planet stop. is different. You stop defending this fucking movie, I swear to Christ. You sound exactly like the people who write, this is why it's good. I have to fabricate shit. (laughs) All of these reasons I made up in my head to explain (laughs) it that you now have to accept. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so they fight and oh no, it's bad. They're going to get... They're going to get killed by the monsters and by the guys, right, yeah. Steve? Yeah, things sure look bleak for our heroes. Oh, boy. <sighs> but what happens? A bunch of... It's it's deus ex Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi just magically fucking appear. Yeah, good thing they showed up okay, when they did. Okay, so let's, let's go through this. The Coliseum is filled with these gross bug aliens Yeah, with wings. Yep. None of them go, that's weird. Where did all these girl guys come from? <laughs> <laughs> because the Jedi are all over the place. Like, yeah. Mace Window is up in the observation thing with with Count Dudu and Jangles. Yeah. Along yeah. with the Tate Federation guys who are like, kill her, we want her dead. For no reason, we hate her. Yeah, screw her. <laughs> yep, yep. The Jedi are just there, and they all, like, fire up their lightsabers yeah. at the same time. And everybody's lightsaber fighting, and everyone's fighting and fighting and, and fighting and fighting. And it's just noise. It's, it's just, just noise. It's and... just visual noise. Here's what happens during that fight. Okay, ready? Um, ready. C-3PO starts shooting at the Jedi. <laughs> 
because his head's on the wrong body. And he's like, please stop. I'm sorry. And then he gets knocked over, and then his head pops off, and there's a string of awful jokes. There's just... R2-D2 picks up his head and drags it back to his regular body, which also happens when knocked over and yeah and then he puts them back together and we get lines like you're this is such a drag because yeah. his head's oh. being dragged and then get when it? he gets up to his body he's like i'm simply beside myself because because i hate you george lucas i yeah. hate you it, this the, is, it's, it's the kind of jokes that like if the clown you hired for your kid's birthday party made those jokes you would kill him <laughs> You would kill him in front of the guests for making those jokes. In front of the guests, in front of the children. In front of the children. The children would help. The children would just, they would rise up and they would just strangle him, yeah. Uh, Anyway, and the only other thing that happens is Mace Windu, in full view of his child, cuts off Jangle's head. Yep. And he kind of looks at the body. (laughs) Like, oh, whatever. But oh no, the fight's going bad for the Jedi. Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. the Jedi are in trouble. Remember, he said, I'm going to take our remaining Jedi. Yeah. Which looked to be about 200 Jedi, I would say. Yeah, there's a bunch and of people. Now there, they're yeah. down to like 16. <laughs> they're surrounded. They're about to get killed. But who? it looks like the end for our heroes, huh, Steve? Yep. Nothing like pulling this beat a second time. <laughs> the t- the T Rex shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> nope. Who no. shows up, Steve? It's Yoda with the clone army. Yeah. yeah. War Master Yoda. War Master Yoda, exactly. Because that's what we think of when we think of Yoda a master yeah. of war. A great warrior, a general. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. And then they fight. They fight some more, yeah, because we haven't seen enough fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't seen look. enough. We haven't seen enough wide shots of digital figures shooting and hacking at each other. Yep. Oh no, the yeah. bad guys from the bad guy council got away. Oh <gasps> darn oh, no, it! Oh no, and Dudu is getting away on his little motorcycle. Oh no, he's yeah, and Christopher Lee does not succeed in making it look dignified. He does not succeed to look make no. it look like he's actually doing anything other than no. sitting in front of a fan. <laughs> Okay, so now Obi Dobi and Annie and Padme are gonna chase after him, right? Yeah, because they gotta catch him because he's bad. He's a bad guy, yeah, and that's their job. And there's a big fucking war fight thing between CGI clone troopers and CGI robots, and it's boring as shit. Yeah, and it's it, like it's noise. It's just it's pointless it's just visual. More noise. pointless noise. You know, nothing. There's nothing writing on it, right? No, nothing. No. At there's all. no stakes. You, you there, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Aha. Uh-huh. And yeah. so, uh, remember, we're not trying to say that this script is repetitive, but this script is fucking repetitive. So what happens? Padme gets knocked out of her ship and lands in nice, soft sand. She doesn't shatter every fucking bone in her body. She just lands in some nice, soft sand. She's fine. But Anakin, for whatever reason, really needs to catch up to Count Dooku. Why? No reason. He's never Mm -hmm. seen him, never met him, never exchanged any dialogue with him. But he's just got to catch him now. Yeah. Because uh, he might want to kill Padme or something. And Obi-Wan says to Anakin, I can't take Dooku without you because I guess a 30-something Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi is afraid he won't be able to beat up the old man. Right. Without his teenage sidekick. Exactly. So he gets, he's, uh, Doo-Doo is about to run to his ship, 
and Obi Wan comes in, right? Yeah. And now Obi Wan and Dudu are gonna fight with their lighter laser swords. Yeah, because Dooku has a lightsaber that was made out of a shower head, and it's red, and you know what yeah, that ooh. means is bad. Yeah. So then they fight, and then um, Dudu defeats um, him. Yeah, in like two minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! But Anakin's up. Yeah, and now I'll tag in. I got him, Master. Yeah, now Obi-Wan. he's got two yeah. lightsabers. He's got his lightsaber, and he's got he's got Obi Dobi's lightsaber, yeah. and he's gonna fight Dooku, right? Yeah. And then they fight because the script isn't repetitive. <laughs> yeah. And then Dooku defeats him. And chops off his arm. Yeah. And then and then we're like, oh well, we'll get away. And then on look, Steve. Yeah. Somehow Yoda. Beat Padme there. <laughs> That's weird. Even though he wasn't chasing Dooku. No, last time we saw him, he was down on the battlefield. Yeah. But now he's here. Yep. And guess what? <sighs> My favorite part of the movie. Dude, do do and, and and yoga fight. Yeah. First they th- they throw shit at each other. That's exciting. Then he tries to use force lightning. On That's yo- also yoga. exciting. Yeah. yeah, and then because they run out of stuff to do, and because they're shooting a rough draft. Yep, they now have to fight. And Yoda, who walks with the cane and is nine hundred years old, yep, just puts the cane down and commences to do something so horribly. Well, he's done a lot of things horribly out of character, but now he's doing something so horribly out of character that it destroys the Yoda character. Yeah. Yep, and it's. I have to give the scene credit for this. In a movie with no good scenes, yep. this scene is so bad that it stands out from the rest. Oh, yeah. Watching yeah. an old man yeah. try to hit a little frog guy who's jumping all over the place. And it ends with uh, Dooku takes a pillar or something. Yeah. And it's going to fall on top of Obidobi and Anakin. And Yoda uses the force to stop it from happening. And rather than t- take that pillar and smash it into the ship to prevent it from taking <laughs> off. <laughs> what? He just kind of rolls it off to the side. Yeah. And then Dooku takes off. Padme finally shows up and shoots her pew pew at the, at the ship. But he, but Dudu leaves, and that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I guess was supposed to surprise us is he goes back to Coruscant, <laughs> and he's met there by Darth Sidious. Didn't see that coming. Who's actually palpy because there's yep. no disguising it now. I mean, no. Even though he's he's a low ride in his hood, we still know yeah. who the fuck it is. It's obviously the same character. Yeah. And then yeah. Palpy says the most unbelievable thing. In this entire fucking movie, Steve. Uh huh. Was he says everything is going to plan? <laughs> sure, it is. That's just generic bad guy talk. That means absolutely nothing. That's just generic villain talk that George Lucas plugged into a random character's mouth. Mm-hmm. It means absolutely nothing. Okay, so then we cut to, um. Mace Windu and Obi and Yoda are in the Jedi Council and they're like well that was weird (laughs) (laughs) and then they prove how stupid they are because uh, Count Dooku literally told him everything right yep Yes. Told him every fucking thing. Told and him they're the like, whole plan. He's with the Sith. He's lying. It's all lies. Can't trust him. We'll just pay a little bit more attention to the to the the, the Senate and 
but there's no way, right, Yoga? And he's like, uh-huh. We won't yeah. proactively investigate this. <laughs> nope. Because several years go on between this movie and the next one. Yeah, they do. Like a whole war goes yeah, on. Yeah, a whole war happens, yeah. <laughs> and then Yo- Yoga has to tell us that the Clone Wars have started. Yeah, so I guess now, so we can justify one random line of dialogue from Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars when he talks about serving with Luke's father in the Clone Wars. Oh, right. hey, now we know what the Clone Wars are. That, yeah, I'm so glad they great? resolved that. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Great, great. And then we cut to a scene of Palpy overseeing the troops as they get into ships that look exactly like Star Destroyers, hmm. and the troops look exactly like Stormtroopers, kind of. And they're even playing the Imperial March while it happens. That's and funny. So, um, George, do you know? Do you know that we know? Or is this you <laughs> tipping your hand? Or are you dumb? Is that what it is? You, said, well, you know, put the it, Imperial March in. It's it, but it's it's the point that you always want to get to as a storyteller, where your audience knows way, way, way more than any of your characters. Yeah, because none of the other characters can figure out what the fuck is happening. No, no, your your audience is like thirty years ahead of all your characters. And you're watching that scene, and you're like, oh, I think those are stormtroopers, and I think this is the beginning of the Empire. How could this movie end on a worse note? Guess what? Oh. Guess what? Remember the the creepy, violent murderer, weirdo, <laughs> emo, nice guy, douchebag, asshole. Guess what he gets to do? He gets his trophy. He gets he gets to marry the woman he's been stalking the whole he, movie. He gets to marry that dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't victim blame now. Nope, there is no way around it, Steve. She is There's pretty. There's no way around it. She is dumber than a box of hair if she thinks this is a good idea. <laughs> she stares at all the red flags and just keeps talking about what a pretty color they are. She marries a man who then <laughs> coldly grasps her hand with a skeleton metal one. <laughs> with a robot hand. He doesn't even use his, his remaining human hand. Nope. He says, I'm going to... Tenderly hold your hand during Doesn't our wedding even with my put creepy a glove robot over hand. It. <laughs> nope, it's you know just in case for the people in the audience who are are really really hopeless. See, it's a robot hand. Remember? Yeah, and the only ones witnessing this marriage are Arby Dooby Doo and CCPP. Yeah, so I guess droids must have some legal standing in this society. <laughs> they they can function as witnesses to weddings. <laughs> no wonder they wanted their memories erased. <laughs> I, I want mine erased. Three PO erased his own memory. He was like, "Ah, no, this I'm no. not. I'm not. I'm not no. carrying this with me for the rest I, of my I'm life. not going to tell jokes like that ever again." The end, Steve. Ah, the end. Okay, Steve. So, the um, in the interest of time, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Why don't you go ahead and tell all the lovely people <sighs> how how you feel about oh. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. It's, you know what, it, it's one of those instances because sometimes we review these movies and it's been a long time since I've seen them and yeah. the movie is different than I remember it. It's uh-huh. either better than I remember it or it's a lot worse than I remember it. And this is not one of those times. This nope. movie I did not see until I watched it to prepare for this show. The last time I watched it was when I saw it in the theater in 2002. And um, it's exactly as I remember it. 
it's just as bad for all the same reasons as it was in 2002. Um, I, I told you before we started recording, when I saw it in 2002, when Yoda popped the lightsaber, I almost walked out. Yep. It was, it was one of the worst movie going experiences of my life. It was, it was miserable. It was boring. It was joyless. It was insulting. And Mm -hmm. I felt all of those things watching it uh, yesterday to prepare for this show. Um, there's so many things wrong with this that just to, to, to boil it down to a few things, there are some very, very talented actors in this cast who, for the most part, give performances that feel like they're saying lines they've only just read for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're almost, and you, we mentioned it during our, our summary there, almost every scene, I think actually every scene between Anakin and Padme sounds like a table read. Yep. It it doesn't sound like actors who have invested any kind of meaning or thought or emotion yep. into their performances. It sounds like they've just got those lines a moment before the camera went on and they're saying them for the first time. And George Lucas waited until they got all the words right and then he said, "Cut, print, moving on." Yeah. Like they're the it's that bad. And these are talented people. These are talented actors, but for whatever reason, whether it's the direction or I'm the fact that they're in. standing in I'm breaking Go ahead. in. Talented actors can do a good performance without a director. Yeah. These these are people who need a director in order to pull off a good performance. That's true. I guess, I think that's probably fair. That's probably fair. But they've all I guess my point is they've they've all done very good to great work in the past and since. And and in this yeah. movie, they're just it's it, it's just nothing. It's just um they have absolutely nothing to work with in terms of script. They play characters that have no defined personalities, no defined motivations or goals, mm-hmm. and that's and that speaks for the movie as a whole, and also yep. for individual scenes. Yeah. Individual scenes are set up and played out where you have no idea what anyone in the scene wants, what the point of the scene is, either for the plot of the movie Mm-mm. or for those characters themselves. It's it's completely pointless. It's a it's a mess of jumbled storylines that end up going nowhere and and take all these detours to make clumsy references to stuff from other films in the franchise Mm -hmm. like going back to Tatooine like having all those scenes set at the Lars farm to remind us of Star Wars and when Luke grew up and all that it doesn't need to be in the movie is shoehorned in Um, the action scenes are just fucking death they go mm-hmm. on forever. Yep. As you as you pointed out, there's no resolution to any of them. Even the last fight scene with Dooku, it's like a wrestling match that ends in a draw. Where it's like, why did we even do this? Nobody mm-hmm. won. Nobody lost. Um, the bad guy just fought for a while, showed himself to be superior to all of the heroes, and then just left. Yep. And that's it. Um the moment in the arena scene where Mace Windu kills Jango Fett, which to me should be a big, important moment in the movie because this is one established character decapitating another established character. Yeah, but the problem is is that neither one of those characters have an established history with one another. They just no. met fighting. They just met fighting, and Mace Windu decapitates him in a, in a completely ter- one of the worst single shots in this whole movie. He's not even looking at him. Nope. He's look. It's staged so that he's off to the side of the frame, and he's just waving the lightsaber out at arm's length and cuts off Django's head. Samuel L. Jackson is looking at something completely different, like mm-hmm. somebody just called his name off camera, and he's like, "What?" 
and he's you know, and it's it's just awful. It kills that moment, which should be some kind of a meaningful moment, because he's it's it's one it's the secondary villain being dispatched, and it means nothing. It's completely blown. Right. Um, the uh, it's you know Gene Siskel said bad movies all seem too long, good movies never seem long enough, and mm-hmm. this is a movie that is just way too long. Yep. Right. This was the last this this was the longest Star Wars movie up until The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi doesn't really suffer from a long running time. The Last Jedi doesn't feel there. I'm sure if I went back and watched it critically, I could find places where they could tuck it in a little. Oh, but, yeah. but The Last Jedi doesn't feel bloated and tedious and boring like this movie does with the story that we're told in Attack of the Clones. This feels like it could be like a 90 minute movie mm-hmm. because nothing happens. So much of the running time is taken up with bloated action scenes that are boring that have no sense of pace or momentum or danger that have no internal story that accomplish nothing in terms of the plot that are just there to burn up running time mm-hmm. and when you get 2 hours and 20 minutes of that it's there it, it winds up feeling like exactly what it is which is a long boring pointless movie yep. and it's it's I felt that when I saw it in 2002 I feel it now I know that there are some people who try to rehabilitate it I don't get that I don't understand how you can watch that movie and think there's anything redeeming about it other than maybe an exhibition of technical expertise Even I mean in that term- doesn't the, the the CGI is not it's not it's great. Not it doesn't hold up. Well. Yeah, it doesn't hold up as well as as some other movies from that were made even before this. But yeah, it's um, it's the worst Star Wars movie to date. And it and unless the franchise as it currently is takes a major creative nosedive, it will probably remain the worst Star Wars movie for a very long time. Yep, my there turn. You go. go for it. Okay, well, there's something that I've there's a term I used in uh, I can't remember what movie I used it in, but I'm going to use it in this one. Because this is uh, technically a sci-fi action adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. In sci-fi action adventure, there is something that is extraordinarily important, and that is linear thrust, in which the script and the action and the editing all combine to move the plot forward at a particular rate and pace so that it is thrilling and exciting. Does that mean you can't have moments where there are people talk? No, that doesn't mean that at all. Star Wars has an awesome linear thrust. We need to get these plans to Alderaan, right? Right. Linear thrust. A couple of moments in there where Luke's practicing with a lightsaber, but you're using those moments for character development, to flesh out the world, to do something, right? Yeah. This movie doesn't have that. The movie itself does not have a linear thrust. You could kind of say, well, the linear threat is, thrust is um, uh, Anakin has to pr- pr- protect Padme and um, Obi-Wan needs to find out who's trying to kill her. That's not a linear thrust. That is, someone's investigating someone and the other one is protecting somebody. There's no end goal. They're open-ended goal. I mean, finding out who, who's trying to kill Padme, yeah, maybe you'll find out who it is. But there's no clear path forward from that point. You might argue, well, Empire didn't have that. Empire had two linear thrusts. Get away yeah. from the Empire, learn to become a Jedi, right? Yep. Those were the two. And then it changed to escape and save my friends, right? Yeah. In this one, I am hard-pressed to figure out what the fuck is <laughs> Why anyone does anything. Yeah. Our lead character... Our lead character, I don't know how he managed it, is worse than Anakin from the first movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that mainly has to do with the fact that George Lucas decided, 
oh, well, he's a bad guy, so he's got to have badness in him in order for him to turn over to the dark side, right? He's got to be bad guy, kind of, and he's got to be bad, but he's also my romantic lead, so <laughs> he's got to fall in love with Padme because that, that was in the thing, and they've got to still fall in love, but he's also got to be a good guy so that he can... You can't... You can't. I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't. He's either a fucking bad guy all the time, or he's a good guy who has a fall. How that works is, you have a good guy who then has a fall. He's just an asshole. He's just an asshole that you can't you can't stand at all. Yeah. No matter how many fun little moments you have where he's cutting her food for her, or they're rolling around in the grass, or he's making <laughs> a joke about R2-D2 or something. That doesn't cut it. 90% of this movie is him being a dissatisfied jack wagon yeah. and other people tolerating his behavior. Or, in some cases, telling him to his face, you need to stop this shit. <laughs> and you would think, and just from overall plot, that after ten years of training as a Jedi, he would have figured out how to stop that shit. But apparently, nope. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> aside from the glaring plot holes, aside from the things that uh, it tempts to rope in from the, other, from the other movies in the franchise, what is it like as a movie? Well, the script is boring. It seems to be more concerned about politics than it is about character development. Yeah. It has no discernible plot whatsoever that makes any sense at all. Once again, Palpy's plans are weird and <laughs> poorly explained. I mean, it, it, we start off with the same fucking thing as we did before, right? Yeah, In absolutely. the last one, he needed Padme to sign a treaty to start to, so that they could invade a planet. But what he really needed her to do was to come to Coruscant and and beg the the, the Senate for help so that she could vote no confidence so that he could become chancellor. But at yeah. every step of that plan, he was ha trying to have her killed or turned back to sign the treaty. Right? Yeah. He was working yeah. against his own ends. At the beginning of this movie, we have Padme, who is against the formation of the army. <laughs> who people are actively trying to kill. And the plan was to put Jar Jar in her place to vote for the thing? Was that the plan, Steve? I, I guess. I Yeah. I, I, I guess it was. <laughs> I mean, I guess he, he figured, well, you know who she's going to put in her place if she has to leave that fucking Gungan, so... Like, not C.O. Bibble? <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. So, let's let's talk about some other things. Hey, Steve! Yeah, man? What's Anakin's character arc? Um, he has dreams about his mom. That's not a character arc. And he rescues his mom. What is his character his mom... arc, Steve? He goes from what to what? From single to married. <laughs> That's right. He that is a development. As, he starts off as a petulant jerk. He ends as a petulant jerk. Yeah, yeah. He learns nothing. He changes not at all. Uh huh. Do any of the characters change? Uh, let me think. No. Nope. Does that, is anything accomplished by any of the characters? Not really. No. Are we left in a state of going? Oh no! What's going to happen next at the end of this movie? No. So it's not a cliffhanger like in Empire Strikes Back. It's not at all. No. I mean, because part of the thing in Empire Strikes Back is it was building up to the reveal at the end, right? And then they failed to save Han Solo. Right. Right? Yeah. So we're kind of left going, oh, no, what's going to happen next? That can't possibly yeah. be true. What's going on? Uh, what they did in this one was nothing happened. All the bad guys <laughs> won all the stuff. They got away with everything, right? Yeah. And then, some, and then a couple of people who should never marry anybody ever got married. The end. 
people who want to see this as something deeper or more intelligent, and I've heard people say this, if you don't get the film, you're not smart enough to get it. Guess what, guys? It's the reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing here to get. Everything is pretty much laid out in the simplest form, the, the, the simplest way you could, pos- you could possibly put it. Everything is set out loud. I mean, fuck this script. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> it's guys, really awful. Here's something you don't do as a screenwriter. You don't have a character say, I'm angry. You want to know why you don't do it? That breaks one of the basic rules of writing. Guess what breaks some of the basic rules of writing in this script, Steve? He's The main character is constantly saying how he's feeling. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Instead of demonstrating how he feels show don't don't tell yeah it's it's weird that with the script like this it's almost impossible to give a good performance by the classical standards of what constitutes good acting because you're supposed to show you're supposed to do and uh-huh. yet the the script constantly forces you to just tell well here's one of the things <laughs> george lucas has openly admitted that he sees actors as just being things that he puts into a movie right yeah just kind of places them in the movie and they do their job and they get out This kind of really reflects in the script because he doesn't trust actors enough to be able to convey an emotion accurately enough for there not to be dialogue. So what does he do? He writes all of their emotions into the script because he doesn't trust the actors enough to do it. And, by the way, all you people that love George so much, he does it because he thinks you're too stupid to pick up on it. Yeah. Okay? There can be no subtlety. There can be no nothing. Okay? And I'm not saying that Star Wars films have to be subtle. They're not. We could pretty much figure (laughs) out how Luke was feeling based on based on how he was reacting to things yeah one of the most celebrated scenes in star wars is is completely silent when he's staring at the two sons yep and you know exactly how he feels yeah because we feel it with him yeah right we can identify with those characters if you find yourself identifying with one of these characters you need to check yourself into some (laughs) place to get help (laughs) yes find a good therapist immediately Uh Talk because to there's there's almost nobody in here. Uh, uh, once again, Obi Wan is in this movie a lot more than in the previous one, but he seems to have less character development than in the previous one, as in none. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't. He's a guy that walks around and he does stuff. What is his motivation? Oh, because he's a good guy. Yeah. That's and uh, and and his his practical motivation is he's just doing what he's told, and that's pretty much mm. it. Yeah. I'm supposed to investigate the. And assassination if you want to take attempts. a lesson away from it, do what you're told. That's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do what do what people tell you to do. Don't don't be like Anakin or 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 be 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 like him. I Yeah. It's do what it's do what you're told, but also democracy is good. But it's not because <laughs> but the it's Senate's not. corrupt. The Senate's cor- democracy is corrupt, but it's also good. It's good. But yeah. Sh- so, so do do that. Do that. But do that what you're thing. told. <laughs> <laughs> So what am I saying? I'm saying that if the script is broken, the movie's broken. Yeah. And this movie is broken. I'm going to give you a better example of the lasting impact of this movie. You ready, Steve? I'm ready. When I type in clone into Google search, it's this... I don't even think it appeared. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what it was was I was typing in Attack of the Clones, right? Right. You would think that for a Star Wars property, if you got to ATTA... Attack of the Clones would appear in the suggested down below. I had to ta- I had to get all the way to CLO before oh it even started to appear. Google didn't even know what you meant. 
You don't want to look up that thing, do you? Well, he can't be serious with this. While looking for a copy of this film to watch. Yeah, yeah. It was like Amazon was trying to recommend me anything but this movie. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you don't mean one of these other movies? <laughs> Amazon just didn't want to stream it. Please don't make me watch this movie with you. Am I saying it's the worst movie ever made? No, we've seen it. But it's boring. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. But there's so many fights. I'm going to reiterate this point again. A fight has to have a purpose. A yeah. fight has to have an outcome. And when I said that this script is repetitive, oh, oh, yeah, it is. Okay? First fight between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett, nothing happens. There's no outcome. Neither one of them are injured. Neither one of them have learned anything. We haven't learned anything about them. They just had a fight. You watch two people yeah. fight. And then, it, you know, if Obi-Wan hadn't even shown up, the end result would have been the same. Jango Fett flies off. Yep. Second fight. Same deal, except with spaceships, right? Nothing here has an ending. First fight with the monsters, they get saved. Second fight with the monsters and the droids, <laughs> they get saved. And then he repeats it three times for the yep. final fight, in which, oh no, they got hurt. Oh no, here comes someone else with a glowy sword, and they're going to bash them together for a little while. <laughs> This is the problem with giving someone too much power and not telling him no. George needed to be yeah. told no. He desperately needed an executive producer who George could stand up to him. George needed to have that fucking script yeah. taken out of his hands, yeah. rewritten by professional screenwriters, and they should have turned in a two-hour movie instead of this beast that no. actually progressed the story forward and gave people stuff to do. Then yeah. he needed to sit in a fucking corner in a chair that said producer while an actual <laughs> director sat down and actually gave direction to the actors so that they could turn in a good performance. Neither one of those things happened. This is one of the laziest movies yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's lazy design-wise. Some of the designs in this made me laugh out loud. There's a character from the Techno Union League that oh, looks God, like a robot so from, from a B-movie in 1954. Yeah. It's so bad. It's, so, it's in the wrong movie. It's in. It, yeah, it looks it like a, it's in the wrong movie. There's several things that are in the wrong movie in this yeah, movie. There's a lot of stuff that's in the wrong movie. And I know that George thinks he's being clever, but what he doesn't understand is he's is that a group of people created this kind of Star Wars world, this Star Wars aesthetic, and this this kind of Star Wars um, ethos. And he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it because he didn't yeah. help make it. And as much as he would like to say he was the controlling force behind the original movies, he wasn't. And having him come back in after decades of not having directed and bitter because there was a lot of people who hated his last movie. Yeah. To have him step in and make another one because he has to make another one because it's a trilogy and he's going to make a trilogy was a, was a mistake. So in the end, do I hate it because it's because it hurts my feelings about Star Wars? Fuck no. Do what you want to do with the characters so long as it means something. Yeah. So long as it's, so long as it's informative to the audience or informative to the character. Do I really care that Yoda fought with a lightsaber? No, but only, but here's the thing. If they had given a reason as to why it happened or that it meant something to Yoda or to yeah. anybody, then, <laughs> yeah, fine. You know, if you wanted to make Anakin a jerk from Go, do it. Don't flip-flop back and forth on the script. 
to make him see maybe he's a good maybe he's a good guy maybe he's a bad guy I don't know maybe he's, he's just misunderstood you know maybe he's just in love and when he empties his ball sack he'll be a good guy you know it'll be good no pick one yeah what are you doing with him He's just bad from the beginning. We want him dead. I've never wanted a main character dead more than more than him. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve. Yeah. Does it deserve its reputation? <laughs> oh God, yes. It deserves its <laughs> reputation. It it you know, here's the thing, right? A lot there's a lot of anger and a lot of, of uh negativity directed toward the prequels. Um a lot of that is overblown. They're really, really bad movies. Yeah, like I They're said in the previous really, one, really, really bad movies. I said I'm not angry at this movie for being a bad Star Wars film. No, I'm angry at this movie for being a bad movie. Exactly. Period. Exactly. It it did not ruin my childhood. Nope, didn't mine I've, either. I've watched it now twice in my life, so it ruined four hours and forty four minutes of my life. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the nice it. thing is, is that this has so not saturated popular culture that yeah. it's easy to forget at this point. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it's 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 inessential even to Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. You can, that's one of the nice. That's one of the wonderful things they're doing with the new movies is you, you can feel completely free to skip the prequels entirely, mm-hmm. and you won't really be missing anything. They don't lean on the prequels for story very much at all. You can just nope. forget all about it. Um, but yeah, no, it deserve. I said it already. It's the worst Star Wars film, and it deserves to be thought of like that. I agree. Reputation deserved. I'm not going to ask you if it's classic because I think I would have choked on those words had they come out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, and now it's time for us to recommend films that we want you to see. Steve, <sighs> recommend something good or I will strike you down this... and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> oh, that's the reverse. Oh, yeah. Gee, um, <laughs> recommend a movie better than this one. Let me think. That would um, be hard. <laughs> so um one of the things that this movie was somewhat justifiably celebrated for was the fact that it was the first major Hollywood studio release to have been filmed entirely with a digital camera. Um it was not Yippee. the first it was not the first movie filmed digital, but it was the first big budget like blockbuster movie filmed digital. Mm-hmm. Um it it still took a few years for that to catch on and take over as the dominant format, but this was sort of the beginning of that. Um and the movie I'm going to recommend is another sci-fi space adventure movie that also featured a at the time what was promoted as a revolutionary um, amazing new filmmaking technique. That turned out didn't catch on at all because it was pretty terrible, but they do have that link. Um, The movie I'm going to recommend, as I often do when I recommend movies um, in this genre, is a movie that is it's close to my heart because it's a cheesy 1950s sci-fi movie. It's not exactly what I would call good by normal standards, but it's just a joy to watch if you enjoy goofy potential mystery science theater fodder from the 1950s like I do. Um, So it's a movie from 1959, and it's called The Angry Red Planet. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not... Hey, you guys want a headache? It's... Oh, yeah. That's... that's, You know what that is? You know what that headache's from? Tell them, Steve. Cinemagic. 
So here's what happened with the Angry Red Planet. They were making a movie and they realized the movie was going to be super expensive and they didn't have nearly as much money to make the movie as they thought they would need. So they came up with this technique called Cinemagic, which allowed them to shoot the entire movie, not the entire movie, a lot of it is in color, but all of the scenes in the movie that take place on the planet Mars, which is where the astronauts go to, were shot on black and white film, which is a much cheaper production. But because it was also a color film and they wanted to show the astronauts being on an alien planet, it, they then treated the film of them on Mars with this technique called Cinemagic, which was basically like a half negative process where some of the frame was in negative and some of the frame was in positive. And it was also given a red tint and kind of blurred out of focus a little bit. And then it was combined with like animation and some sort of special effects uh, elements to give the impression that they were on a completely different alien world and that they were in this fantastic setting and uh, it was all tinted red and kind of blurry and kind of bright and mm-hmm. it just looks it just looks terrible it yep. looks so terrible it's but, seizure inducing yeah it's really bad and and what's even better is it was the main selling point of the movie if you yep. watch the original trailer for the movie, which is on YouTube, they push Cinemagic so hard, like it's the only reason to see the movie. You have to come see the amazing Cinemagic technique. It's so bad. It's so bad, it was only ever used for You're one other film. You're recommending this film. Right I'm recommending this film, because I think this movie, as, as, as bad as it is, and as much of a botch as Cinemagic turned out to be, it has more, it, to me, and it has more going for it than Attack of the Clones. It's much more fun to watch it's much more charming it has much more personality and it's only 83 minutes long so if you want to watch a movie after attack of the clones that is better than attack of the clones and again if you're me and you're and you're a sucker for you know shitty cheesy 1950s sci-fi i am recommending the angry red planet there you go. Hooray! Well, as you guys know, I like to take a movie from the same year as the movie that we just watched, and so it's 2002. And uh, I'm going to wreck a movie that's kind of uh, going to be one of those polar opposite ones, guys. Oh, boy. I'm going to recommend a movie that wasn't made for a huge budget, but actually has, despite its wacky premise and exaggerated characters, actually has character development and characters we care about. The movie I'm going to recommend is a little movie by Don Coscarelli, the same guy who created who created the Phantasm movie and who did Beastmaster. Yeah. The movie I'm going to recommend stars Bruce Campbell, Ozzy Davis, and um, Ella Joyce. Oh. And it's called Bubba Hotep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, who does Ozzy Davis play in that movie? JFK. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan, which was my original draw to this movie. But I found out, I wound up falling in love with this movie because number one, it was done for very low, very little amount of money. It is goofy as all hell. It is raunchy in certain places, and but they still manage to get you involved with a character who is either thinks he is or is an aging Elvis in yeah. a in a elder care facility. <laughs> whose hips have gone out and has a growth on his penis. <laughs> the movie is about a person that either is or thinks he's Elvis, a man who either is or thinks he's JFK, fighting a mummy. 
who who sucks the souls out of people's assholes. And you're like, really, Jason? You're recommending it? Yeah, I'm fucking recommending it because I've watched Bubba Hotep I don't know how many times. Um, I'm never watching Attack of the Clones ever again. The movie is fun. It's funny. Um, it's it's got a B movie quality that I love. Yeah, it has characters that I'm actively engaged in, and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll 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 send money if someone kickstarts it so that we get Bubba Nosferatu Curse of the She Vampires <laughs> because that was the promised sequel at the end of that movie. <laughs> and you want to know something? You want to know something? What is Paul it? Paul Giamatti says that movie's still a go. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I can't remember who Paul Giamatti was going to play, but it's equally ridiculous. I can't remember. He was asked to be in it, and he's like, yeah, I'll be in it. (laughs) Shit, yeah. (laughs) I'm one of the best actors in Hollywood, like, ever, but I still appear in tiny little movies because I want to because they're fun. Right. How come Paul Giamatti can't be in a Star Wars film? (laughs) Because I'm not a fucking soulless ghoul. (laughs) Yeah. Because I recognize that I'm probably rich enough and I can be choosy about my parts. <laughs> I can just do... Yeah, I can yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, go see it. it. I'm not saying it's high art, but to me it is. To it's me, fantastic. It's, it's one of the best movies. It's I still remember it now. Yeah. Um and if you like Bruce Campbell, and if you like that kind of that kind of humor, there, you know, you might think there's a couple of slow parts, and you're like, how come, how come he's attacking an elder care home? We're all the teenagers. Well, here's a funny thing: because the mummy moves slow, he has to attack people that move slow too. <laughs> so go see it, Bubba Tap. Do we're it. Done. Two down, Steve. <sighs> One to go. One more prequel, and then we're free. But you know what? We only have to do them every two years, right? That's right. Unless they up their schedule. Oh, please, Disney, don't do that. And they rush Boba Fett, their (laughs) Boba Fett movie out. Kathleen, Kathleen, take take your time, okay? Kathleen, stop counting money and and listen to us, please. (laughs) There's no rush. Please, take your time. You know, I heard a rumor that the Millennium Falcon that's going to be at Disneyland is going to be the new one from Solo. Oh, good. Everybody will love that. No, not me. I won't step foot in that fucking thing. <laughs> Why would you want to recreate the most beloved version of a, of a setting <laughs> when you can recreate the version that nobody really saw? Yeah, the one no one cares about. Yeah. No, yeah, so two more years. We don't have to worry about it. Huzzah. We don't have to do Star Wars for another year, I think. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because there's not there's there's no nothing else coming out this year. Thank God. And there's nothing oh. coming. They don't have two movies coming out next year. Please tell me. Oh, I don't think so. Out. No, I don't think so. I think the only one coming out. I think the next one is is the next episode. As far as I, I know. I kind of hope they come out with a prequel before they come out with the next one, so that way, that way we can end on a highlight, uh, on yeah. a high note, rather than doing the last one is going to wind up being <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. We can oh. end with Return of the Jedi. That's true. That would be much better to end with Return of the Jedi. But, you know. Start our letter writing campaign, guys. <laughs> release another prequel! Look, there's a couple of assholes that want you to change a release schedule because it'll make them feel better. It's for their, but it's, it's, we have a practical reason, though. It's, we're not just whining and pissing and moaning because we didn't like the movie. We just want to be able to change our podcast schedule. We have a good reason. Yeah, exactly. All right, so see, we got we got to review another movie. What? What? Oh God! What movie are we going to review next? 
I think you're starting to suffer from PTSD. <laughs> I don't like this 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 See, this there, recent. Once upon a once upon a time, guys, me and Steve used to sit down and talk about what movies we'd want to do. I'd eventually win and say what we're going to do, and Steve would go along with it. Yeah, I've just taken that whole you know that yeah. whole fabrication of choice away from Steve. <laughs> And I just now tell him. I just I mean, tell him what we're going to do next. Free will is an illusion anyway. <laughs> exactly. And he doesn't have any on this show. Yeah. I, yeah and so. it's the opening bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to you know raise what, those Steve, troops. You'll see. I think it's time for us to go back to the 70s. Oh, really? Okay. So the yeah, 70s go back was to a good the decade. 70s and, and, and finally review a movie that I think everyone loves. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well received, considered a classic. Indeed. Yeah. Made by someone who at the time we thought was going to be a legendary auteur of film. Yeah. And turned out that he only had about three in them. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it works out that way. Well, yeah, it definitely worked out for this guy. The, the movie that we're going to review is a, is a little family drama. Oh, okay. About about a dad okay. who doesn't want his son to inherit the business. Oh, what a classic story. Yeah. The movie we're going to review mm-hmm. is Francis Ford Coppola's Ooh. The Godfather. Ooh. That's a big one to check off the list. That's a spicy meatball. Yeah, and we've been waiting to do it. That's a big one. But we've never reviewed any of his movies, and I'll be fucked if I'm going to review Dracula first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should start with something different and than that. And arguably, yeah. Godfather 2 is the bigger of the two. So Well, it, it's certainly bigger in one respect. <laughs> and he couldn't even fit that fucker on one DVD. And then one day, we'll do Godfather 3. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, because we have we still have to, after we finish the Star Wars prequels, there still have to be some nightmares waiting for us in the dark. <laughs> there will always be nightmares waiting That's for true. us. That's Hollywood true. Hollywood doesn't change, Steve. <laughs> there, there are so many movies we haven't talked about yet. That's right. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to get all the jokes, please rush out and watch The Godfather again, because <laughs> I have no doubt that you've probably seen it. Yeah, yeah. So, for late seating, this has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. From the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything you ask. If you are suffering as much as I am, please tell me. When are you going to do the movie quote? Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And... Thanks for listening.